What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Y'all ready for this? Yes, we are. We in here back in the building. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here in the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of content, the king of kings, the speaker of truth. And the king of content. Did I say that already? Yours truly, the notorious CGA. And they call me Coach Jadamas for a reason, the prognosticator. You in here with the great Coach Alini in the building. And we ready to take over in our Thanos spirit. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Uh-huh. Back to me. Back to me in the building. The king of kings. Do me a favor. Hit the like button in the building. We got a great show today. We're going to talk about you legacy ninjas. Legacy Ninjas back in the building. What's going on with the Legacy Ninjas? <laughs> All right. The Legacy Ninjas, y'all taking an L back here. We're going to talk about these entitled ass kids. These entitled ass kids, man. These kids are taking shots at fatherhood. This is absolutely ridiculous in the building. We're going to talk about that, man. We got a great show. I really appreciate all the support, everybody being in here. Uh, this might not be a popular show because, you know, we're talking about men. All right. You know, we're talking about men, the state of men. Of course, we're going to have some great subject matters today. I made a mistake before I went on live. I normally tap into my uh, hardwired wireless. Now I'm uh, my, my wired Internet. For some reason, I started the show with it on Wi-Fi. Weird. So you might get some disruptions. I don't know. Hopefully not. Uh, when I saw it, I already fired up the stream. I was like, damn, I forgot to toggle it off. But anyway, that's what happens in my morning I was, I, when I edit. But anyway, anyway, notwithstanding, uh, I appreciate y'all supporting me, and I appreciate being a part of this growing manosphere, if you will. A lot of people are getting awakened and aware. I'm seeing a ton of content on Instagram with people who normally wouldn't have touched this subject matter three years ago. Three years ago, they would have stayed clear away like a bad punt. They would have just waved it off. Stay away. But now people are touching onto the subject matter so much so that, number one, there were content creators that was telling us that we were beating a dead horse. OK, this was back in 2019 and 2020. They were like, why y'all still talking about this? And I thought, no, nah, let's not change the subject matter. And many people hopped on popular kind of topic matters. And I said, no, it's not time to switch yet because we're going to be the groundwork. We're going to be the foundation of what normies are going to talk about. And uh, I said, let's keep going at this. Let's keep going because this is going to be vital. There's other things that are distracting us in 2020 and 2021, but let's stay on this. Now you're seeing normie people talk about the early concept, the early concepts of what we're talking about, the subject matter that we got tired of presenting. We got tired of talking about the 80-20 rule. We got tired of talking about hypergamy. We got tired of talking about straggle daggles. We got tired of talking about that. And then all of a sudden, when we got tired of it, we tried to switch the subject now everybody's talking about the early things that we were aware about a long time ago. So uh, those people are going to get more popular than us. Uh, the thing is, that's the truth. Those people, um, the normies that that are saying these things now, uh, that is somewhat popular. Social media is not. They're no longer strangleholding them. They can say it. Um, a lot of people are doing street interviews and they're doing edits and they're saying everything that we said, unfortunately. They're not going to credit any of us. They're going to act like they came up with the concepts and we're like, you know what I mean? I know with the early people, the early, early people before me, that's what they were talking about with people like me. They're like, hey, they're taking all our shit and crediting us. But what's going to happen is those normie, the new normies, 
they're coming up with shit and people think they're making it up. <laughs> they're like, they're coming up with it. But uh, we way ahead of this. This is why it was important to publish your information prior to this. So if you were a content creator, this is why, you know, when people be like, oh, I was talking about this in 2020. I'm going to have two books, The Free Agent Lifestyle and The Evolution, to prove that we were on this long time ago. Uh, but, yeah, man, people are talking about what's going on and it's getting it's getting weird. But I, I see a lot of normies having these conversations, which is great for us because ultimately we want to push the message. We want to push the, the, the message forward. But, yeah, they're going to jump on the bandwagon and, and they're not going to talk about, hey, this guy CGA. At best, they'll say Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels at best. Those are always going to be the two people that are going to be credited with the majority of the concepts that we've been talking about prior to that. So, but anyway, that's, there's no jealousy or salty on my part. I just find it interesting that the mainstream people are now talking about 80, 20 rule. <laughs> They're talking about 80, 20 rule, you know? Oh, pearly too. Yeah. They'll give pearly some shine. Oh, this pearly girl is a wisdom and shout out to pearly. There's no disrespect on my part. We, we did a collab as well, but uh, yeah, they're going to be like pearly Andrew Tate, Kevin Samuels. They're going to get all the credit. <laughs> they're going to get all the credit. But uh, anyway, man, it's crazy. And the PUAs start switching. Yeah. They start switching it up. Yeah. You watch the PUA switch over to red pill MGTOW. Yep. They tried to uh, because we are, what is the future? This mindset is what's going to shape the future. How you deal in the current marketplace is how it's going to shape the future. But shout out to all the normies. And if you have a good relationship, shout out to you. Anyway, we got some great subject matters. And I know I haven't heard. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people was talking about the Raiders when we get our ass kicked. But I didn't hear that many people talking no shit this morning. Where was y'all at? Where, where was y'all at this morning? All right. Y'all quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. All right. Good Lord. Where y'all at? Y'all just uh Y'all just done went to sleep. <laughs> All right, you see me at the Raiders game. If you follow me on Instagram, I show you my, my walk with the Raider Nation, going to events. Um, my I, I'm a season ticket holder with the Raiders. This is me. If you missed the football this weekend, you missed one of the greatest plays of all time, and this will be a memorable play. This is me. This is me at the game with my old shit. All right, I was, I dude, if you didn't see the play, all right, it was the play. It was one of the plays of the week. Definitely, maybe of the season, one of the top four plays of the season. And um, it was one of those situations that I'll never, 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 ever forget. But I definitely was uh, caught up in the moment, caught up in the moment. I was going ham. Let me see if y'all can let me see if y'all can hear me going ham in the stadium. This is me. Yeah, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. All right, hold on for a second. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, I couldn't believe what I was seeing on that one. That was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So I was like, and you know what, man? I, there's a long story to that on my sports channel. I may put out a video today. Um, It was one of the most craziest things. There was a whole story. Everybody's going to have a story. Oh, what happened was I was here. Dude, people were leaving. Uh, If you knew the uh, tempo of the game, we were winning in the first half again. Second half, complete meltdown again. And then people were leaving the stadium. People were going. So uh, that's how crazy it was. People were leaving the stadium, acting like the game was over. Then we scored a somewhat of a touchdown. <laughs> somewhat of a touchdown. And then that led to that play. 
And uh, one of the, the players' wives was standing next to me kind of like for, for the whole time at the end of the game. Then she's ended up on the field. She's ended up on the field. It was a crazy story. So anyway, I'll share it on the CGA Got Game channel. Enough about that. Shout out to the Raiders winning. New, 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 new world order. Let's talk about the earlier contributors to the day show. How about we do that? Minnesota Vikings, great weekend too. There were about three or four plays. Uh, Dallas Cowboys throwing the pick six. There was, a, there was a lot of great plays this weekend. Anyway, Sports Channel. CGA Got Game is my sports channel. I'll cover all that over there. Dollar Sign CGA Live on the Cash App and Venmo Coach Greg Adams CV and PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. It is pinned to the link of the, the, the top of the uh, – the link is pinned to the top of the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, and you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world order. Yes, indeed. And what else? What else? Let's get to the earlier contributors. We had a lot of contributors over the weekend. Thank you for that. And uh, let's get into the contribution to today's show. We got a straggling sniggle coming up. Classy Beats, happy money day. I got money. To the coach and the coach gang, he says, I hope everyone has a safe and happy holidays. Yes, we will, man. We will. And it's coming up. Safe and happy holidays to all coming up. We, we're, dude, you know, when you're older, Christmas don't feel like Christmas. <laughs> Like we're already gonna be at Christmas less than a week. Y'all better go 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 get some gifts. Domain stick them. I'm trying to stay sucker free in a world full of lollipops. Ooh, I like that. I like that. This this is a weird world right now. Simon Small in the building. Henry Resilient says Coach Gay is Coach Gang is way way undervalued. 2023 is your year, and we're gonna be ready to go in 2023. I got money. And I hope you do too. By the way, I heard in the live chat that you were on you were on the lead attorney's channel. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to see that. Crypto Keeper can't believe you're seeking stream with the little person. And I am now as picky as coach. Also, if I get a if I get the charter, we would be handpicking broads. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I, I butchered that. But yeah, uh, if you that haven't seen my streams, my members only content which is down left-hand corner, bottom. Members-only content, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. If you haven't seen any of these things, you don't know the true world of the dark side in the building. You have no idea. And we saw our first little person over there. I mean, <laughs> she was tiny. <laughs> this is where the world's going. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't understood what we've been talking about, I know you can't invest $5. I know you're like, yeah, grifter. All right, but the value that I've been giving over the last four years, it's, dude, the, the, you're getting way more value. I And I'm guilty. I really don't really realize this. I give way more value than, you know what I mean? Like, you could get $5 and go to locals, and I'm giving you so, I'm opening your world up. I will change your life in $5. <laughs> All right, I'll save your world at $5. I'll change your whole mindset for five bucks. I'm cheap. I'm a $5 holla over here. <laughs> I give so much value. It's ridiculous, bro. Like at some particular point, I always say, bro, bro hey, I can't wait till I'm charging $12,000 a ticket for workshops. I will change your whole freaking mindset quickly. I do it for free here on YouTube. <laughs> I do it for free. But when you go to the members content, the value that you're getting for that, it, it, it's a life changing. It's life changing. All right, Major League says, Coach, thanks for getting that super chat back. Um, and he said, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I thank myself too. Little Romeo is followed is following in Marquise's 
that's 50 cents. He called them 10 cents. Jackson's footsteps. He will blame this on his daddy for missed opportunities to build wealth. Sad, sad. And I'm sorry, I'm butchering these last super chats, but I'm trying to read it. Yes, thanks for getting the super chat back. Yeah, so when we get to little Romeo, we're going to talk about that. That's towards the end of the show. JC says, Raiders and Lions gave me two big W's today, my man. Hope you won a parlay. Barbecue in there. Hope you won a parlay on that one. All right, let's check PayPal, Cash Apps, and all of that stuff. This is what we do. We acknowledge the people who contribute and uh, support the show because without your contributions, the show will probably not go on. Okay, all right. Cash App is bugging. Is the stream bug? Oh, wait, hold up. I tried to refresh the screen and Cash App said, nope. Okay, we got him. All right, shout out to, we got uh, Mario. He says, clip that because that's where it feels good, coach. All right, that was in reference to the last week's stream. Mr. King, Jay King says, thanks for everything, coach. Appreciate you. D Rose in the building for the next show. Can't wait. And here we are. Shout out to Keller. Shout out to the coach gang. You inspire me all the way since 2020. And if you actually have been listening to this game, 2020, by since 2020, you on top of the world. Shout out to no government name. Legacy Ninjas going to be quiet today. Legacy Ninjas. We got Amari Stoudemire allegedly punching his daughter. We have Marcus Marquise Jackson throwing his father under the bus for not paying enough child support. And we got uh, Master P's son, Little Romeo, which is despicable. Little Romeo's acts are absolutely despicable. We got him throwing his father, not the captain of the golden platinum tank, throwing Master P under the bus. You legacy ninjas, where y'all at? Punching the air. Shout out to me. Oh, man, we got my man T right in here dropping a co-sponsorship for y'all brothers who can't. Who is Walker? All right. Double A says, thank you for your service. C-G-A. It's the Colonel Will, the golden platinum tank. I got the big things. I got the big bank. Third war hustlers, soldiers, and comrades. You know what I mean? All right. Make them say, uh. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Not the Colonel Will, the golden platinum tank. <laughs> <laughs> Not him. This is ridiculous. All right, shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says, former President Obama has been publicly ridiculed by his wife at roundtables. We're going to show you that. Master P, uh, pretentious seedings. Seedlings are bashing him on social media. CGA is right, free agent for life. All right, uh, no government name. Can you please go in on weed heads again? That was hilarious and satisfying. The weed heads, you got you to give them a month. Okay, and then we'll call you uh, Austin says interesting article here. Shout out to uh, he says shout out for you for dropping knowledge on us. I'm going to click on that. We're not going to discuss it today, but very interesting. And let me give PayPal brother some love. Right. We had to really start. All right. You going to go in on us every week. No, we unsubscribing. Uh, But the thing. No, I'm not going to go into them. I was going to say something else. But, you know, I'm going to give them a break because they high. They lit right now. Okay, we got two. Let me do two on PayPal, and then I got to get it going. Shout out to Sizzo. It's money day out here. I got money. I just left the doctor's appointment. Post-op looks great. Thank you, Coach Gang, for helping me reach my goal earlier this year and of getting my surgery. He says, much love and can't wait for the 12 Simps of Christmas episode, which I'm going to grift for in a minute. 
I'm going to grift. All right. We don't hide from grifting. We grift. All right. Caitlin says, what's up, coach? At the end of the year, 2021, you said you would spend this year going in on men. Us fellow men have done that. And you've done an incredible job forcing us to be more accountable. I can't wait to see where 20, where you go in 2023, man. I can't wait to see it either. This is going to be, um, I think 2023 will be the first year I can really just focus on just content on just content, which I haven't been able to do. And with that being said, I always had some sort of distraction going on. Now, without the being said, without further ado, here is the time and the place for what's going on right here. The 12 simps of Christmas. Back. Hold on for a second. That's not what I want. Where's the damn music? Here it is. Is this the music? Can y'all hear that? I might not be able to hear it, but I can hear it. Yay. 12 cents of Christmas in the background. But anyway, if y'all don't hear the, the Christmas music. Oh, it says 2002. <laughs> we going backwards. <laughs> anyway, 2002, 12 cents of Christmas. I think it means the 2022. What the hell? Where's my editor? We going to go back to the years. All right. Well, we'll keep it on 2023. What a reprehensible. <laughs> My editor fired today. What is going on? But anyway, there's CGA clause. Damn. Where's my editor? Okay. 12 cents of Christmas 2022. Let's give myself a. <laughs> if we do 2002, somebody who's going to be on that list? <laughs> who's going to be on that list? 2022. Anyway. We will have on Christmas Eve, our third annual 2022, 2022, 12 Sips of Christmas, our third annual. Hey, that show is so hardcore on YouTube. The previous two years, the previous two years, they got banned on YouTube. The previous two years, both episodes got banned on YouTube. I kid you not. It, it's one of those things you can't do on YouTube. And the reason why. People want to know why did it get banned on YouTube? Both times, they literally blocked it. They blocked it both years in a row. So I'm going to have to put it up, and I put it up on my uh, Vimeo account, my premium content. The reason why they ban it is because children find the stream. Now, my show, my channel is already banned and, and blocked in, in many ways. But what was happening was children and families, and, and because they'll start Googling Christmas stuff, <laughs> right? They will Google Christmas stuff right on Christmas Eve, but and they would find my stream. And then they'd be like, mothers would be like, oh, let's play Christmas music in the background because you can actually stream Christmas music right now. They would go to find Christmas shit, and then my stream will pop up. <laughs> That's why I'm banned hardcore on YouTube because they was like, man, people were finding my stuff like, yo, what the hell is this? <laughs> Women were going crazy. And also... You know what I mean? Like what tends to happen is, you know, once kids find shit like that, then it just turns their world upside down. So anyway, I got banned twice. My show is that's how hardcore it is. Anyway, wow. Let's get back to the first the first episode right here. Let's go doom and gloom on you guys again. Doom and gloom CGA. I'm going to have to have a doom and gloom. I'm going to work on my sound effects and all of that stuff uh, coming up. Doom and gloom CGA. It proves CGA is right or is he? All right, we're going to go to two articles here. And the first article is going to be a follow-up on a video that I did. And the video that I did was young people moving back home with their parents. 
young people, and it just dropped on the Coach Greg Adams channel, which is the flagship, which I'm going to put some more emphasis on in 2023. All right. Um, I was a little bit demoralized by the things YouTube did to me, so I just dropped the channel altogether. But I'll, you'll see more and more uploads and new videos over there. But I put a video up saying that millennials and Gen Z are moving back with parents. Now, of course, in the comment section, people kind of, I don't know if they got in their feelings, but it was more like, well, the old idea of getting rid of your kids at 18 is over. Uh, and people were saying back in World War II, it was common for kids to live with parents and all of these things, right? And uh, it was kind of like a defense for moving back with parents. Now, I'm of the opinion that moving back with parents is a false, it gives you a false sense of security, right? I'm always encouraging people to move out of their parents' house. Like, I don't care if you live with four roommates, go live with four roommates because moving back in, in your parents' house is going to give you a comfort level that you're not going to get by moving with four other people. You move with four other people or you live in your car, you live in a cardboard box, you live in a small place, 400 square foot studio, it's going to teach your ass to, it's going to teach your ass to grind. It's going to teach you to, okay, shit, I got responsibilities as an adult. But I, so, but people were like defending it. Well, you know, moving back and people call it coping. And I'm like, yeah, that it's not a good idea. And, and the point I was making is these people are moving back, but they're not saving money. Not only that, they're not saving money for a house. So the idea of people are like, oh, it's, it's okay moving back. Yeah, if you, if you move back with your parents and you save money for a house, okay, that's not happening. We know that's not happening. If you move back with your parents and you save money or you're a woman and then you wait until you, you find your husband and then your husband moves you and you, yes, that would be good, but that's not happening. Girls are moving back with their parents and they're fornicating. They're, they're selling peace leave. It's ridiculous. So the idea of people defending it, they didn't understand the point. You didn't understand the point. The point of it was people are moving back with their parents and becoming liabilities. They're not saving money. They're not saving money for a house payment. They're not saving money to uh, pay off their student loan debt. We know they're not doing that because they just want the student loan debt erased. And they're not moving back with their parents to find a mate. They're not doing it. And this article is going to back it up. Yep, it says right here, if you can't see this article, and this is not a reflection of all, because now if you say, well, that's not all CGA, you sound like the woman that come over here and say, not all women do that. In general, this article is highlighting that young adults that live with their parents are driving up the luxury boom. Somebody said it's wrong because they're not saving it at all. Exactly. You're moving back with your parents and you're plunking down for hunkering down for 10 years. That's why it's messed up. And then you're basically going to be the separation of the haves and haves not. It's going to grow. So, yeah, moving back in the generations where you can save money and all that shit was fine. But people are moving back with parents and don't even have a job. They moving back in parents and doing TikTok videos. And not only that, they're moving back with parents and they're spending money still on credit cards to buy luxury items. <laughs> Yo, this is why this generation that's moving back with parents is so messed up. Let me go ahead and see if I can highlight this. And I meant to, I put, I pinned something in the video because a lot of people were coping. And I was like, no, y'all don't get it. It says millennials and Gen Z are using their disposable income on their favorite high-end brands, according to Morgan Stanley report. He says more young people in the U.S. are now staying at home to save cash, but that doesn't mean that they are scoping 
out, they aren't scoping out the luxury shops. In recent years, millennials and Gen Z have chosen to live with their parents instead of leaving the nest. Thanks to the group, the group's pursuit of higher education and delay of marriage. All the things that we talk about are presented in this article, plus soaring rental costs. Now the two generations are opting to use their disposable income to purchase high-end items, according to the new report for Morgan Stanley. They're the ones causing a boom, and their shopping habits are uh, definitely having an impact. The trend has helped drive sales and increase the apparel appeal of goods such as purses, watches, jewelries across the luxury industry, according to Bloomberg. When young adults free up their budgets for daily necessities, they simply have more disposable income to allocate to discretionary spending. This is according to Eduardo Auden. He's an equities, equity uh, uh, analyst at Morgan Stanley, said in the report. We see it as a fundamentally positive for the luxury industry. Okay. All right. And then they go into what we've already talked about. According to the census data, people between 18 and 29, you can say 18 and 30. Their rents are increasing and they're moving back home in great droves. And uh, this is a greater, greater move back time than than the Great Depression. So there's a lot of things that are changing. But again, once they're moving back, they're moving back with student loan debt. Many of them, they're moving back, delaying marriage and child rearing. And they're delaying uh, what I call the sense of urgency. The sense of urgency decreases significantly when you move back home. Right. But when you're by yourself or you're with roommates or you're with the mate, you have a sense of urgency that does allow you to learn faster. But also, they're also moving back with parents and they are buying luxury items. That's ass backwards. That's not what you want to do. And I wanted to clear that up because a lot of people were coping and I don't mind you moving back. I always look at it as you should try to you should try to get out there. You should try to get out there. You got to fly to Ness. You got to fly. Is that flying to Ness or fly to Coop or whatever they call it? You got to get out. You got to get out. I don't care if you move in with roommates. I don't I don't care. But the sense of urgency has to be there. That's just my opinion on that. Okay, what do we got going on here? Oh, boy. Okay, so the next point of that article is uh, Blackstone, Blackrock, Blackrock, if you will. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> Blackrock. Blackrock says, get ready for a recession unlike any other. And what worked in the past won't work now. Whoa. And CGA has been telling you this. And I've been called all kind of doom and gloom on all that shit. And I've been telling you, y'all better really, really have a second, second, not a, a second plan. You better have a plan B, C, and D out here. And even people like myself, content creators, have a plan B. You better get ready. It's going to be interesting. And it says right here, the global, the global economy has entered a period of elevated volatility. And previous investing approaches won't work anymore. A recession is imminent, but central banks won't be able to support markets this time by loosening policy, according to a money manager. And uh, that's what happened last time. They loosened a lot of policies going into uh, after the big, big recession of um, or the well, you can call it a depression, if you will, of 2008. And then there was another depression. I mean, a recession shortly after that in 2020. Right. But uh, they won't be able to loosen policy to get the money to move around quickly. Another evidence of this is the people, what they people did with stimulus checks. 
Okay, people did uh, really crazy things with their stimulus checks. Some invested in crypto, lost all of that shit. All right, some did not spend money in the economy. Some spent money over in excess. And now they're telling you to not spend money. A lot of the higher up, some people in the financial industry don't spend no money. Don't buy cards. Remember, I shared um, I shared a video of, I believe it was, I want to say it was Jeff Bezos. He was like, don't spend no money. Don't buy a car. Don't buy a lawnmower. Nothing. It's going to get tight. Tighten your belt. And these are the people with power and control. New, 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 new world order. Okay. So this is what they're trying to warn you about. And I'm always heeding these warnings. You know, you know, looking where the markets are. Is it time to invest? Is it hard to time the market? I said in 2023, one of the markets will collapse. Doom and gloom. Yes, I know. One of the markets will collapse. I don't know which one it is, though. I wish I knew, but maybe closer to when it collapses, I'll know. That means one of the financial markets, the real estate market, the car market, car sales market, one of them crashing, one, something coming down. And even these people agree to it. And I don't think this is scare tactics, although it is BlackRock. We're, we're uh, quoting you. But get ready. It says recession is foretold as central banks race to try to tame inflation. It is the opposite of past recessions. So whatever happened in the past, he says, it's all going to scare. Uh, uh, it's all going to crash. I don't know. It, it could. Well, because there's always a there's always a reverberating effect. There's always one crashes and then that affects another. another. And there's a benefit for the crash. As it says right here, this isn't this isn't like the past recessions. We have a problem and it's very problematic. And we also have an interest to recreate what is or they would call reset. What we previously done, there's an interest in that, meaning there's people who have power that want to see a reset of how we do things financially to exhibit more control. They want to exhibit new, more new, control. New, new, new world order. They want to exhibit more control. So there is a interest in collapsing the markets. I know you got this is too much. This is too much doom and gloom. I know this is too much. But what I'm telling you is people will say, what are the solutions? Number one. Yeah, join the money mindset. We're getting you guys ready. We've been telling you this is 2018. Join the money mindset. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. We're going into detail. You can get all the previous streams. We tell you how to get prepared for this. We say become recession proof. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? It's going to really impact what you are going to, how it's going to affect you going into 2023. Because I don't think we're just going to go great space coaster in 2023. I think we're going to take several steps backwards. Yeah. Because it's wreckable. <laughs> Remember that somebody always said, oh man, that, but some everything that I talk about, it eventually comes true. That's why they call me Coach Adamas. Anyway, straggle and sniggle theater. Let's go back and get some entertainment in here. Where's my where's my clip for straggle and sniggle? I can't find it. Oh, there it is. Okay, straggle and sniggle theater. This clip is uh represents a woman. That appears to be in a Walmart. And she has a lot of food loaded up on that Walmart shopping cart belt. Now, I haven't seen that much food loaded up on the belt in a long time, but it's been a long time since I shopped at a Walmart. But as you see, uh, a woman that has her hair braided a la Allen Iverson, which means this is a woman that wears a lot of wigs. She just don't have her wig on right now. But this is a wig hairdo. This is what you see up under the wigs. This is why I don't do wigs. All right, um, ladies, I don't do the wig thing. This shit is just ridiculous, man. I grew up in an era where the only women who wore wigs were old ladies. 
Now I'm seeing y'all attaching to wigs and I can't stand it. But I've explained this scenario quite a bit. And the scenario is the young son sees his single mother, his, his mother act up in a grocery store line. Remember, if you've been following long enough, I've been telling you this. The young boy watches his mother act like a fool in front of the grocery store clerk. And then eventually he'll repeat that. But he doesn't know that he can't do and get away with what the mother can. So eventually he'll end up hogtied, handcuffed and hogtied or shot. I've described that scenario quite a bit in my earlier content. Now, this woman's going to do exactly that. What a lot of young boys see and how they act in the absence of a father. He's going to repeat this in five, 10 years, and he's going to get hogtied, handcuffed or shot. Now, one more thing I'm going to say here is if you have children, please understand these are the scenarios that your children will remember. They're not going to remember the lessons that you taught them sitting down and whatnot. They're not going to listen to that. They're going to listen to, they're going to listen. I'm sorry. They're going to remember back on how you acted and they're going to mimic it. Unfortunately, when boys mimic their mothers and there's no fatherly presence, this is why boys get hogtied, handcuffed and shot. Maybe a need in their neck. There's too many examples of this to prove it. And I hate to bring up the names because you guys get your feelings hurt. But this is an example. Point number two before you play the video. I know. Play the video. Point number two. And this is not a Rolex. Point number two is why do people disrespect entry level workers? Never disrespect entry level workers. You want to treat them with the greatest of respect, even though that they might give you a little negative feedback. Never disrespect. Entry level workers. Okay. Anyway, let's go ahead and go to the video and play this straggle. So my point, these look, look, gentlemen, look, gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. Look, look at her daughter. Look at the daughter. Why these kids got masks on? This is reprehensible. What is this? Look at this. Look at the daughter looking at the mother. She is shooketh. Now, look at the young boy right here looking at the mother shooketh. And he's this one. He got the purse snatched from his hand. Why is he holding the purse? But this is what we talk about here. Look, if you're going to act like this, do not do this in front of your children because they are seeing this full meltdown. And they're one of these two or three going to mimic it and they're going to end up dead. They're going to end up. All right, let's go ahead and play the rest of the video here. Oh, he has that. Oh, no. Oh, no. In the background. So she made it a point. This woman who wears wigs clearly because her hairline's in the middle. Her hair looks like CGA's hairline. And she's wearing a wig hairdo. Corn rolls all the way back, tied to the back, pressed to the head. This is a woman who wears a lot of wigs. But now she had to say this Walmart shop, um, Walmart clerk had a tired ass wig on. Terrible. She said, get this hoe. So look at the children. Look at this daughter is shook. Look. <laughs> Oh man, this is what this is what all oh, the humanity. Now, 
the next thing I want to talk about, what in the hell kind of food is this shit? What is this? Yo, if you feed, listen, if you feeding your kids food like this, you need a course correction in parenting. This is nothing but cardboard, cardboard. This is cardboard and no nutrition. This is EBT fun. What in the hell is this shit? Hold up for a second. Hold up. I'm on the wrong thing. What is this? Yo, what kind of parenting is this shit? She got Red Bull, DiGiorno pizza. Where is this? Tombstone pizza. Where the dino chicken nuggets at? Chicken nuggets up here. Dino chicken nuggets. All right. She got fish fry, catfish nuggets down here. She definitely got catfish nuggets down here. Oh, the humanity. Man, what is going on with this right here? Hey, look at this. She got Gatorade. Oh, Lord. The Gatorade by the bulk. She do have fruits down here. Grapes, bananas, all HGMO. Mm. GMO, HGMO, all GMO laced fruit. Uh, She got onions. Okay, what is down here? Soda, pop, dog food. This is reprehensible. This is reprehensible. Oh, the humanity. Walmart. Let's continue. She said, get this hoe. This is what she said. She said, get this hoe. Yeah, she got chicken pot pies and all that, which I'm cool with chicken pot pies. I will eat that cardboard shit. All right. Uh, anyway, you warm it up for 45 to 60 minutes. You have to wait 15 minutes before it cool off, before you burn your tongue. Absolutely. Oh, those aren't Popeyes, though. She got that Marie Callender warm that shit up food. Let's go. Get this hoe. Get this hoe. I'm talking to you. Like I said, I'm talking to you. I'm not going to be in no five. We got to see that And I got my back. What's up? I think she's threatening her with a firearm. I think she threatened her with a firearm saying she has her backpack. And this is a Walmart worker. This is reprehensible behavior. And then we got this dude right here reading Rainbow coming to save the scene. And then we had we had the uh, the, the manager, the store manager that had to come in and, and try to get this person to pipe down. And she looks like she's not even bothering us all. She's like, I'm about to ring up all of this welfare shit. She probably said that. <laughs> Now, look at the children here. Just pay attention to the children. The big sister's trying to corral the young brothers. And like, okay, over here, mama tripping again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then look, they're looking at this poor woman getting moved over here. And mom is threatening the clerk. I mean, if you're going to threaten somebody, not the store clerk. Boy, she looked like a boy. I, I think she rides a motorcycle. Reprehensible, bad examples of what's going on here. I know we are deadbeat daddies, but can we talk about this type of behavior? I know we're deadbeat daddies, but uh, we're all deadbeat daddies. Put your hat on. Put your deadbeat hat on. Shout out to Mr. Palmer. We're all deadbeat daddies. But do we talk about this? Guys, when they see these things and we're deadbeats, right? We're, we're using the legal system pushes us away and they put them in the care and character of these people who need some help. Then these people, our children, see these examples. Ultimately, they're going to mimic those examples. Many of these people are going to be in the condition that they're in. They're never going to get up to a middle-class mindset. They're always going to be in a poor poverty mindset. Number two, they might end up shot, knee in the neck, or dead. Anyway, sad, sad, sad. All right.
don't blame me. Remember, don't blame me. This is what you saw. I didn't put the video out. This the videos relate uh based on uh the the videos on TikTok. Oh boy, it has lots of views, by the way. Man, it has lots of views. Boy, this is sad. This is sad that these people are out here like that. Wow. All right, let me get into let me dig into the super chats here. We got um we got PayPal. Need some love. J. Cool. He says, yet the commercials, as you as I see, still try to portray fatherhood as respected and honored. Society and culture says, quick, look over here. And then he says, well, I think you meant while they are doing something entirely the opposite over there. He says, of course, many men who challenge that will get hit with the who hurt you. Yes, we will get those type of shaming language. Who hurt you? Wow, this is. I don't know anybody that does that. Or they'll say, that's just those people. Coach, that's just the ones you see over there. But if any men do this in public, like we're going to see with the brothers here, it is time to go to jail. Jim status, Grant and Dave Ramsey are no different than women pushing men to slave away for the corporate machine, the corporate war machine, and the partisan divorce court. F that. Yes, get fit, get money, but don't break your back doing it. Love you, coach. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Jim status. And your page got taken down. So we might have to find where the new page is. All right. On Instagram, he had the wacky dot leftist. I believe you told me it got taken down. Kaylin says, I also saw Michelle's Obama clip on marriage. And I said to myself, I can't wait to see CGA's take on this. We're going to play that clip. Let me see. That's in. That's the next segment. Michelle Obama is the next segment. If you're a fan of Michelle Obama, coming up next is the clip on Michelle Obama. Uh, describing marriage as I would have described it. All right. Henry says, get the message out. We need to get this message out. A lot of men need to be awakened. And we're going to also talk about the market of tricking and all of that stuff later on, because we're going to talk about later women frustrated and ready to date men for money. The normal average woman. How does that impact you? And why are, why are men choosing to do that? I know a lot of guys, that's whack. Y'all need to fight through it. And a lot of dudes are like, don't fight through it. Hold on. Because we saw this coming. Mitchell says, I got a 28% salary slavery wage raise. I got a 28% salary raise and a big fat bonus. You know why? Because no employer can find talent anymore. Keep grinding, coach gang. Wow. Is it that crazy in the market? I need to really tap into the, what I would call the white collar market. Maybe some of the blue collars. I need to really tap in because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in that field anymore. So I really need to tap in. A lot of people are lazy as hell. A lot of people are lazy as hell. <laughs> and so if you have talent and you have a little bit of ambition, you can separate yourself from the masses. I'm the one that tells you separate yourself from the masses. Do not do what the masses do. So when I say, oh, I'm critical of people moving back home, move back home if you want. But you're going to basically not catch up. Most of y'all are not going to catch up. You're setting yourself backwards. It's a back step. You need to go into survival mode. You need to get your instincts up. You need to hit your head. Guys, whether you move out of your parents' house at 18 or 28, you're still going to hit your head. You're going to bump your head. You're going to bump your head. I'd rather you bump your head early in life so you can adapt as opposed to later in life. Kaylin says marriage in and of itself is a job. It is. It's not a fantasy. Absolutely. But people, especially women, are stuck on wanting it to be a fantasy. Women will quit their marriages more than they'll quit a nine to five job. And Michelle Obama is going to tell you why. 
She's going to explain the marriage will to you. I appreciate when people back up what I talk about and I use these people. Now, it's going to sound different. It's going to sound different than how I say it. Trust me. And then people are going to say, yeah, well, hers make more sense. But when I show you the marriage will, when I show you, when I show you that love doesn't last, Michelle Obama's going to exactly back it up. All right, who do we got here? Rudy in the building. He says, hit me with the racist Mississippi police officer. Wow. I think in 2023, I need to tap into what I'm doing here. I've just been pushing out content. Now I need to tap in. I got a lot of great characters. One of my racist Mississippi police officers over here, boy, needs to be a character. All right, XL Pro Services says no limit soldier in the house. Shout out to all the no limit soldiers and the colonel of the golden platinum tank. And I'm actually censoring myself when I say that because he says the MF and tank. But we're going to say the golden platinum. Hey, we got a couple more. Macaroni Tony Romeo claiming to be broke at 18 after 18 yet graduated college sits courtside at NBA games has children is in a movie and TV etc he's 33 and ninja you broke because of you at this point but it's all daddy's fault yeah man somebody said I'm gonna go start doing skits why not <laughs> all right I'm gonna start doing skits all right, you should see what I got planned. All right, I think I have an unlimited amount of resources related to this content. And then they, then people are going to be mad, but I don't give a f- All right, shout out to uh, Macaroni Tony. Romeo, your daddy created an AAU team. I'm going to touch on that. For your average ass and paired you with DeMar DeRozan, I'm going to explain all of that to get you a scholarship. Scholarship. Uh, yet, yo, pancake colored self. Got the nerve to fix your thumbs to say something. I never liked you anyway, you pretty mother sucker. All right, damn, you giving you giving little Romeo the business. Damn, poor little Romeo. Do, do you know that people didn't know Master P was little Rome, uh, Romeo was Master P's son? That's how the generations are crazy. Okay, let me get some super chats and let's go, 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 go. Mr. John A says, good morning, coach. Been listening since 2019. You have an impact on my life for the better. Not where I want to be yet, but in a better position. I also work for donations, small donations, hashtag free agent. A life free Indeed. Thank you, brother. Speaking my mind, the movie Fail to Launch. Fail, I think it's called Failure to Launch. And ladies, uh, I know a lot of women, because uh, uh, they talk about the dating market. Let's just say men accept the idea of going back to live with their parents. And they live with their parents to 26... Guys, it's going to give you a sense of comfort to go back to your parents, right? So what's going to happen is you're, you're going to be like, oh, it's time's going to go by fast. It'll be six years, six years. You go back at 22, 28, you're still there. Most likely you'll still be there. Now that has an impact on the dating marketplace. That has a significant impact on the dating marketplace because now the women are going to go, they're in desperation. They're like, I want a guy who at least has his own place or startup or whatever the shit that they say. Now you can't blame them because they're like, now they're they're The way they're finding a mate is backwards as backwards. So they're trying to find a dude that already has house car, all that shit. That's ass backwards, right? In a, in a traditional sense, that's ass backwards. Most traditional relationships in America were built together. Everybody got together and they were selfless and they looked out for the children. They built families and communities. That's how I think it only works in America under the system that we're under. But 
if you take a bunch of dudes off the market because they don't qualify financially, all you're going to have is hypergamy on steroids, which we call hyper hypergamy. That's all you're going to have. Okay. That's all that's going to have. They're, they're not going for that shit. And I'm going to be banging them out 10 toes up. Some dude was mad in the comment section that, that I was got some peace leave from the gym yesterday. I was like, this is where y'all at. This is what y'all watch when I watch me. Y'all watch me. I talked for three hours and I said some 40 year old woman came up in, into the gym and dude was mad in the comment section. I was like, really? You thought I was a virgin all these years. You thought I was not getting women when I say I don't call the pro. Then he's he got it completely out of context. <laughs> he was like, he said to not shit and eat in your same place. I was like, I work in a gym, but I also work out in other gyms. What the hell are y'all talking about? Sometimes some of these dudes, y'all really be in bad shape out here. Some of these dudes are in bad shape. <laughs> He thought I was getting none. He thought I was a virgin. He thought I, I never said I was a virgin or I wasn't getting women. I never said that. But this dude, I'm like, some of y'all is in bad shape. And then y'all halfway listen. I'm like, boy, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, it is what it is. A lot of hater watchers out here. They slow. There's some slow ass dudes out here. And I told you, somebody even talked about this. I said I was going to go in on dudes in 2022, which I did. Some of y'all dudes are in a position in the world right now because of you. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's because of you for sure. All right, let me hit y'all. And that's you. I see why y'all bad out here. I see why y'all got it bad. You got it, you got it bad. I hate to do that. I hate to say that, but yeah, y'all got it bad for a reason. The person you don't need to hate on is my ass. But anyway, I'm trying to help y'all out. And I'm giving y'all millions of dollars worth of game. As uh, your boy, uh, what's his name? Can't remember his name. Gilo, whatever his name says. The information that I've given over four years, this is going into year five. I don't know why you still in the same spot. I mean, I've given so much information and y'all can't wait to pick the little shit to try to find me to be a hypocrite. Wait a minute. He said. You can't bang girls when you work at the gym. Okay, I only work in the gym. I can't work out. You know what I mean? I can't work out in another gym. In a, why does it? Why does it? Why do you think I only work in the gym and, and just go home? Or I work out in the same gym? Gilly. 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 Thank Shout out to Gilly. I do. Some of y'all dudes are down bad mentally. Some of y'all dudes are down bad mentally. It's reprehensible. And you, he says you go to teach. Go, yeah. They literally be waiting for the one thing. Oh, there it is right there. He's a hypocrite. Let's get into Michelle Obama. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. I got two more super chats. All right. A man supporting men, a.k.a. MPI. He says, my friend was my roommate while I was going through a divorce. He ended up moving back home because of C-19 layoffs. He's now stuck taking care of his sick mom. There you go right there. He's now stuck taking care of his sick mom. Guys. This is what happens when you move back home. I tell you, it is a trap. It's a trap. Because, guys, when I tell you about the window of male freedom, the window of male freedom looks like this. You, you become a guy. You become a, a legal adult. you raised by your family, your, children, your, your parents. You become a legal adult, 18 to 25. That time should be exploring and building. 
I know that the PUAs tell you to go to the club and chase ass. I tell you the opposite. You can chase a bunch of ass later on in life. 18 to 25 build. Now, if you get married in that, let's say you get married and you the marriage lasts the a- average marriage, eight years, 25 to uh, 32, 33, you get divorced. Okay, but those years from 18 to 25 to build and then 25 to 32 married, you're probably going to have kids. You're going to raise kids up until age 40, 45. Then you're going to have a window of freedom, a window of freedom. That window of freedom is short because your parents are going to age as well and they're going to need help. If you don't live your life between those years from 30 to 55 and you spend the majority of those times not building, living with your parents, you're going to find yourself when you're ready to leave, you're going to be needing to take care of your parents in a short window. You're only going to have three to five years of life, especially if you raise children in that period and the children become uh, uh, legal adults themselves and you prepare them to be able to fly, uh, fly out of the nest. And prepare them to, and you can help them. I want parents to help people, help their kids. Don't let them live with you. Help them out there. But most of y'all broke and you got divorced houses and split houses. Most of you guys can't help your kids. The only thing you can do is help them move back in. Like give them $500 for rent. That's the difference between the inflation and rent costs. But most people can't give $500 to their kids in rent. Or save up for their down payment in the house. If you find a mate, if you find someone to marry, I'll pay the down payment of your house. But most of you can't do that because you have a broke mindset or you have a broken home. So you got to move in with mom or dad. It's an ass backwards ass step because you're not leaving. And if you do plan to leave, they're going to be like, oh, well, who's going to take care of me? Who's going to take me to the doctor? That's what your single mother's going to say. Oh, you can save more money. Uh, stay an extra year. They're going to force your ass to stay. And then eventually she's going to be old, decrepit, off the dating marketplace, 55 and up. And then she's going to be like, yeah, but I look like I got rheumatiz. You're not going to be able to live your life. You need to be at 18, building, traveling, enjoying your youth, not sitting up under your mother. You're sitting up under your freaking mom rehashing the same stories over and over again and your mom is smart she's gonna know yep she's gonna get the gout her she's gonna get whatever that is when your ankles and your feet swell up oh baby i need to soak my feet oh look like i'm gonna oh i'm on disability and then this when you need to be cold with her you're gonna be like look you should have had a husband for this shit (laughs) i'm not your husband you're gonna have to break her heart Grandparents, too. The grandparents are going to go down and then they're going to move in with your mama or your mama going to have to move in with them. Do it's a vicious cycle between 18 and 25. Go try to live. And then if you can't make it. All right. If you can't make it, you need to go find some damn roommates. But it's a backwards ass step. Let me do last one. BBM, Young Diesel, come in and he. He says. BBM Young Diesel, shout out to you and your channel. Being from the South, Master P definitely raised his son with a gold spoon in today's episode of the thankless of a thankless job. Hit the buzzer, coach. Hit the buzzer. Not only that, many times one of your relatives are going to go uh, down on bad times as soon as you move out. So you live until 28 in your parents' house. Then you're going to get a place and one of your relatives is going to come want to live with you. You want to prevent that shit. This is a vicious, vicious ass cycle. 
But shout out to you. Yeah, the Golden Spoon episode. This is what happens when you give your kids way too much. This is a coddling of our kids. Helicopter parenting, supporting these kids are overly entitled. And let, let's let Michelle Obama tell you about what I've been saying about marriage. Let's see if she backs it up. Let's see if she backs it up. Let's go to Michael. I mean, Michelle Obama. All right. Shout out to her. This is going to be on a Instagram page called Shaka Bars. This is her on a panel of women. And when they get on panels of women, they reveal the truth. I love it. Let's go ahead and listen. It says right here, you know, uh, let me, let's, let's play it. Say that. You 10 long years. And guess when it happened? When those kids were little, right? Yeah. Right? Because, you know, you can be all great individually when, you, when you're just married. You got your life. He's got his. You come together. It's all, ooh, good to see you. Bye. Take it easy. <laughs> and then you have kids. Not take it easy. Take it easy. You're traveling. That's great. Good. I get to hang, hang out and watch the TV I want to watch. Right. But the minute we had kids, it was like, where are you going? <laughs> and how far and you start measuring it's like how many diapers did you change mm -hmm. and oh you're golfing yeah. oh you got time <laughs> oh you got time to golf <laughs> how you at the gym all the time I why you in my grave right now <laughs> I'm like that's when, all, that's when all the measuring <laughs> starts golf. because you got this project yes. and guess what little kids they're terrorists. <laughs> they are. They 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 have demands. Oh they don't you talk. Right. They're poor communicators. Yes. They cry all the time. They're yes. irrational. They're, yes. they're, they're selfish. Needy. <laughs> they're and you love them more than anything. anything. Oh. Yes. And so you can't blame them. No. Right? Because look, they're cute. And he's so cute. <laughs> and look at him throwing his plate. That's so cute. <laughs> so you turn that ire on each other. Yes. You know, and for 10 years while we're trying to build our careers and, you know, worrying about school and who's doing what and what, what you know, I was like, oh, this isn't even. No, and that guess what? Marriage isn't 50-50 yeah. yeah. ever, mm -hmm. ever. There are times I'm 70, he's 30. Mm -hmm. There are times he's 60, 40. But guess what? 10 years, we've been married 30. Wow. I would take 10 bad years over 30. It's just how you look at it, mm. right? And people give up for the set five years. I can't take it. How it do you bad. know? What is the, because sometimes you got to know your person. Do you like mm -hmm. him? I mean, you right. could be mad at him, but do you still look at him and go, I, I'm not happy with you, but I respect you. Right. I, I don't agree with you. Yes. But you, but you're, still a kind, smart person, yeah. the feelings are going to change over time, right? Yeah. You're not going to always be. <gasps> yeah. So the minute that goes, people want to give up on it. It's true. But now you're in the work. You're in the work of it. And that's why I want to talk about the work of it, the work of any relationship, the work of friendship. Yeah. I've been called a lot of things. I've been called bitter. I've been called hurt. I've been called a lot of shit. But I've been dropping this game on this world about what marriage is. I've been pulling back the curtain. I've been trying to warn men of what it really is. People don't know. You think it's all lovey-dovey. Now, this woman has put a year's worth of CGA content in one video. <laughs> this is a year's worth of content, and I'm going to break it down for you. 
This is the marriage wheel, ladies and gentlemen. She just described the marriage wheel. 2AT with a bunch of focus on my careers and I'm not happy and love doesn't last. She just backed up everything that I teach you. She backed up everything that I teach you. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning. Now, fair use. Let's go back here. Play it again. Play it again. I All right. We're going to start right here and I'll break it down. I'll break it down for you. People think I'm being catty by saying this. It's like there were 10 years where I couldn't stand my husband. Okay. So she actually skips a step. She says there's 10 years where I couldn't stand my husband. Okay. Those 10 years she's going to talk about, but these 10 years are, this is the bait and switch. Go down to the lower of the marriage. wheel. you see it on your screen. It's going to go back and forth. This is the bait and switch. She couldn't stand her. Thus, she's going to give why she couldn't stand her. But this is the bait and switch because the kids are already present in stage one and two. The kids are already present. Stage three, the stage one and two is at the top. All right. Uh, stage three is bait and switch. I'm going to have to put numbers on this. But um, there it is. She says there's 10 years where I couldn't stand. So when I say the love doesn't last, the love is going to fall off. It's natural. The, long, the love only lasts for, and she's even going to say it. The love only lasts for uh, um, a year or two, maybe three. Then also, she actually backs up another point that I say, where she says there's ha there was something else that made us stay together. And I said that as well. If you get involved in a marriage or a relationship, you need to base it on something else other than romantic love. She's going to back that up too. Let's go back and get to it. Let's hear what she has to say. <laughs> you know, <laughs> say that. You say that. Years. Years. And guess when it happened? When those kids were little. Okay, so let's stop it right there. Guess when it happened? When the kids were little. That is called the investment stage. So once you got to the connection stage, the honeymoon period, and the, 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 the children stage where you invested, when the children are young, she figured out what the hell is this shit. She also backs up what I talked about as well, where I said women don't understand love until they have children. She's going to talk about that later. I said, women don't understand love until they have children. She thought she loved you, but she also found out unconditional love when she had the children. Watch her. She's going to back up everything that I said. Let's go back here. Right? Yeah. Right? Because, you know, you can be all great individually when, you, when you're just married. You got your life. He's got his. You come together. What is that stage? So that stage she just described was what? The oh, I'm in love stage, which is on the marriage wheel, the connection stage, which is in the upper right, the honeymoon period. Before the children come, it's a different marriage. When the children come, it's a different marriage. So she said, yeah, you can have your person and by yourselves, you're a great couple. You don't argue. Everything's fine. I said, that's the honeymoon stage. Until you have children, you haven't been married yet. I also said that, and she backs that up. Let's go here. The connection phase. Let's go ahead and continue as to what she says here. So, ooh, good to see you. Bye. Take it easy. <laughs> and then you have kids. Not take it easy. Take it easy. You're traveling. That's great. Good. I get to hang, hang out and watch the TV I want to watch. Right. But the minute we had kids, it was like, where are you going? <laughs> All right. So it's now, now the heavy lifting has to start. So now it's going to do what I call keeping score. She breaks everything that I teach down. For some reason, all the women are like, yep. But when I teach it to you, men, they hate when I teach it to you because they're like, what? That's not true. 
And most people who've never been through this don't understand that this is true. She is now going to the point where she's going to start keeping score. If you keep scoring your relationships, it's doomed. Go ahead and say it's going to be doomed. It's over. But this is what people naturally do. Uh, because then she's going to start saying, well, you're doing this and I'm stuck here with the kids. That's going to lead to the bait and switch. Let's continue with what she says here. How far? And you start measuring. It's like, how many diapers did you change? Mm -hmm. And oh, you're golfing? Yeah. Oh, you got time? Oh, you got time to golf? <laughs> how you at the gym all the time? I Why are you in my brain right now? I'm like, that's, when all, that's when all. Okay, so did you hear the women confirm? Why are you in my head right now? Why are you in my brain? This is exactly how I feel. Let's go back to the marriage wheel. So now she's keeping score. So after the connection phase, honeymoon period, after the investment, then it comes to child raising, then the bait and switch. Wait a minute. I'm keeping score. You're doing this. I'm doing that. I'm only doing this. And, and the interference with hobbies. Oh, wait, you're doing hobbies now? Yeah, I had these hobbies before. But now you have them now. You can't do them no more. Bait and switch. She changes the rules. She changes the rules. You can't do that no more. Or if you do it, she's going to be what? Mad at you. There goes the love. There goes the love. See, it happens just like that, and it's natural. Now, I don't mean that men and women hate each other. This is just the natural course of relationships, and I'm telling you, this is how it works. Now, what is she saying? She's saying, I'm not happy. <laughs> that's what she said. She said, I'm not happy. <laughs> so when I say they say I'm not happy, this is how I'm not happy shows up. Dude, she's backing up, and I appreciate this. People thought I would disagree with her. She's backing up everything that I tell you. And all of these women are like, yep. Let's go ahead and continue. All the measuring starts because you got this project. Yes. And guess what? Little kids, they're terrorists. <laughs> okay, so here we go right here. This is when people really feel out, figure out what kids are. They're nice and cool when they're babies and can barely walk. All right, they're, then once they are... They need constant, they need constant, um, what do you call it? I'm missing the word there. Supervision. Supervision is the word. They need constant supervision. They have to wipe. You need to wipe their butt. You need to feed them. You need to do X, Y, and Z. This is why I say, if you don't have kids and you've been married, you really weren't married. You didn't experience what a marriage was. Now you're going to experience what it is. And kids need constant supervision. And most of your attention is going to focus on them. And if one person's doing more with the kids, it's going to be a disaster in a modern marriage because they're going to keep score. Then she's going to show up. I'm not happy. All right. I travel for work. And then my wife at the time was doing the bulk of the child raising. It was a disaster. And you'll see this with other parents when we talk about that later on. But this is what they do now. Then they get with their other mommy friends and they're talking shit on you. Guys, this also will, this also will decrease your sex life like crazy. This is going to kill your sex life. Even if you have available time for a sex life, she's going to go. I'm not happy. <laughs> even if you put the kids to bed, because people were like, well, just put the kids to bed and lock them in the room. Guys, you st she still has to be in the mood. And she's might be pissed at you because she's keeping score. So it's not going to just be as easy as put the kids to bed. She's going to keep score. And then when it's time to give you some peace lead, all right, when it's time to give you that leg, She's going to be already pissed when you get when you get in the bed, if if and when you get in the same bed together. And she's going to do this on you. Are you serious? I 
I, I had a chili dog for lunch, okay? I'm a little bloated. Okay, that's where that comes in. Guys, trust me. This is, this what she's teaching you is everything that I teach men. Watch out for this shit. Let's go ahead and continue. They are. <laughs> they, 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 they have demands. Oh they don't you talk. Pray. They're poor communicators. Yeah. They cry all the time. They're yeah. irrational. They're, yeah. They're selfish. They're <laughs> okay, when I talk to you about women don't love their children, this is an example. Now, there's an unconditional love, a, con uh, a connection love. But when they have to do the work, they fall out of love with the kid. So when I do these videos and said women don't really love their kids, this is what I'm talking about. How she's describing kids is not in the way you would describe someone you loved. Okay? I call a kid a lovable liability, right? They're lovable liabilities. This is why I describe them. But when I say, see, these are all the things I've been teaching you and people think it's out of hate. I say women don't love their kids because they're constant work because it's a job. And then how she's describing her kids is how she really looks at them. Let's continue. Let's continue, guys. This is a game. She's giving y'all game, more game than you ever needed. Let's go ahead and continue. Let's go ahead and continue. And you love them more than anything. anything. Oh. Yes. And so you can't blame them. No. Right? Oh. Because look, they're cute. And he's so cute. <laughs> and look at him throwing his plate. That's so cute. <laughs> okay. So what does she say? You love them more than anything. You love that. She loves them more, even putting up with the bullshit because they're a part of her. She loves them more than she does you. She loves them more than she does you. Even going through all that bullshit, she loves them more than she loves you. Then she says, but you can't blame them. Now, this is going to be a hard hit on y'all. She says, but you can't blame them. You can't take it out on them. So who does she take it out on? I'm not happy. Y'all better get ready for this shit. I lived it. I'm not saying my wife was bad. I was just as probably equally as bad as her in a marriage. When you're young, you just learn. She says, I can't take it out on the kids, though. But who does she take it out on? The only person that she can legally take it out on. And? And that's you. That's you, son. That's going to be your fault. Everything going to be your fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. How is this different than anything that I've ever said on the air? But for some reason, it comes out differently when I say it. She's translating how women feel. Okay, let me give you an example. None of these women on that show have said to her, damn, Michelle, who hurt you? None of the women on, on that panel said, where are you meeting these women? None of the women on the panel said, Michelle, you need to go get therapy. None of the women on the panel said, what are you talking about? All of the women on the panel was like, you're exactly, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And you guys think I'm making this shit up. Okay, let's continue. She got more game to give you. So you turn that ire on each other. It's your fault. It's on you. Wait a minute. It's on you, sir. And that's you. Yes. You know, and for 10 years while we're trying to build our careers and, you know, worrying about school and who's doing what, and what, what you know, I was like, oh, this isn't even. I'm not happy. <laughs> she said. So I could on my career. She said, I'm not happy. She said, So did she say, oh, I continued to love and we were together forever? She said for 10 years. Now, she's saying something I always said. 
This is called the crisis stage of your marriage. This is when most marriages end. She's exactly right again. And she's backing up what I said. The love is going to fade. If you have children, the connection is going to be with the mom and the child. She's going to feel the ownership of them. Then keeping score. And then she's going to say, during this time, we didn't have sex. I hated him. I was frustrated with him. Ugh. 10 years. 10 years, you got to write that out. That is called the crisis stage. I've broken this down. This is also the stage where the, the bait and switch comes in. She's backing this shit up. This is the crisis stage of, of all marriages. Go through this shit. It's because kids are difficult. So then she's going to start resetting the rules of the marriage. Oh, I need to do this. You need to do that. I want to focus on my career. You get to leave. You get to travel. You get to do what you do. I want to go focus on my career. So I can focus on my career. Let's go ahead and go in. Um, sorry, continue here. No. And that guess what? Marriage isn't 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, are you listening? Marriage isn't 50-50. As I said again, there's no such thing as an equal partnership. There's no such thing as we do equal amounts of household stuff and split up the everything equally. I said it's not. She backs it up yet again. Here it is again. <laughs> she says... It's not 50-50. Sometimes it's 70-30 on my part. Sometimes it's 70-30 on his part. It's not 50-50. If you go into a marriage expecting 50-50, you're starting to, what, what you're doing is you're, you're keeping score at the beginning and it's already doomed. Do not keep score at the beginning. Not only that, she's discounting what the husband brings to the relationship because she thinks that she has a more important job. Her job is more frustrating because she's dealing with children and it is frustrating. It's not more frustrating than what he's dealing with. He, he trying to be the president of the United States. You think that he has an easier job? Sometimes they do because it's out of sight, out of mind. So in her mind, he gets to leave the house. He gets to go to work. He gets to not deal with this. But I have to deal with it. Eventually it's going to be, I'm not happy. <laughs> Yo. Let's continue with her proving my case. Let's continue. Ever, mm. ever. There are times I'm 70, he's 30. Mm -hmm. There are times he's 60, 40. But guess what? 10 years, we've been married 30. Okay. Wow. I would take 10 bad years over 30. It's just how you look at it. Unfortunately, I think she's correct. She actually backs up what I said as well. If you get through the crisis stage, you'll be able to get the value of marriage after that. So when people come in and say, I've been married 25 years, we went through tough times, but now it's great. I, I, I believe them, but they're not having great sex, but I believe that they've gone through the crises. They've recovered from it. They healed. And then they move forward. Now they can become grandparents and so forth. I think that's great. She backs that up. Most people don't get through the crisis stage though. Most people, women specifically pull the trigger on the marriage right at this point. Right at this, before you get to that 30-year period, most women file for divorce. The average length of a marriage is eight years. 80% of women file for divorces. 90% of college-educated women file for divorces. You have most people divorce before the kids are school-aged. They don't get through the crisis period. They basically just pull the plug. Nope, I ain't dealing with this shit. They give up. Let's go ahead and go again. She's proving my case. Right, and people give up for the... Set, five years, I can't take it. How do you bad. know? What is the because sometimes you gotta you know your person. Do you like mm -hmm. him? That's gonna be nope. No, they don't. 
they, as I've proven, nope. they don't like them anymore. The love goes away. Again, she's going to prove. I said, once the love goes away, what are you building your marriage on now? Because you got to have something else to build your marriage on other than love. Because the love is going to go away. And then the work is going to happen. The crisis is going to show up. And you're going to fall out of love, pull a plug. There it is again. She's actually killing the game here with this and proving my case. Do you like them? Most people, nope. they don't like you. They fall out of like with you. They do. And they're frustrated. Let's continue. I mean, you right. could be mad at him, but do you still look at him and go, I, I'm not happy with you? I'm not happy. <laughs> this is an unbelievable clip. Bruh. I'm not happy. She just said it right there. She just said it. I'm not happy. Am I happy with you? Nope. If they're not happy with you and they fell out of love with you, it's over. Let's continue. But I respect you. Yes. Most people don't have the respect. Continuing. I, I don't agree with you. Yes. That's enough to break up a marriage. But, you, but you're still a kind, smart person. Yes. The feelings are going to change. The feelings are going to change over time. The feelings are going to change over time. Bruh, did I not say that? I said the love don't last. People get all offended. It doesn't. I'm sorry. You can get offended if you want. It's not going to last. No. You got to have something else. I don't say if the love doesn't last, let's, get a, let's, let's give up. But if you approach the relationship like the love is not going to last, what else do we have? What are we fighting for? What are we building for? We got to have a perspective because once that leaves, we better have something else that the marriage is built upon. Most people have nothing else that the marriage is built on other than romance and love. And then when that wanes, then the other person is not happy. Then you have keeping score, lack of respect, no sex, no intimacy, no nothing. She's backing all this shit up and nobody's calling her out. Let's continue. Over time, right? Yeah. You're not going to always be. <gasps> so the minute that goes, people want to give up on it. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. She hitting it. She hitting home runs. She's literally backing up everything that I teach. Let's continue. Mm -hmm. But now you're in the work. You're in the work of it. And that's why I want to talk about the work of it. The work of any relationship, the work of friendship. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable clip. Everything that I teach and been teaching you and that. That clip doesn't reach men. And when it does reach men, the men are blue-pilled. And they're like, what? What What do you mean, what? You better be ready for this shit when you get into a marriage. You better be ready for it. If you think you're ready for it, Hafiz, if you think you're ready for it, you better get ready for that part because that part is going to hit you and you're going to be, you're going to get caught off guard. You're going to get caught off guard. Let me play this clip of a man who's going to talk about his wonderful marriage of, I believe, 20-something years. Uh, let's go ahead and play his clip. Thank you, Michelle Obama, for that. Uh, <laughs> my teachings are 100% true, and this guy's in a dinosaur uh, outfit, but let's go ahead and hear these guys out. Have you had sex with someone? Let's see. So someone that you weren't in love with? Yeah. I'm with this woman that I'm with now for 36 years. I love her. Yeah. And is, it, is the sex still good? No. No, it's not. No. <laughs> the second... <laughs> Let's continue. Person I ever had sex with, I married. Well, you know. Have you ever had sex with someone that you weren't in love with? 
Yeah. I'm with this woman that I'm with now for 36 years. I love her. Yeah. And is it is the sex still good? No. No, it's not. Now, when I tell you that this is a real look at these guys right here. <laughs> That's going to be a fatality for you. That's going to be some brutal honesty that you're not ready for. You're everybody's going to tell you, oh, it's together. We survived 25 years. What did she what did he say? 36 years. And everybody says, oh, we've been married for 36 years, coach. So I don't know what you're talking about. And then when I ask you, when was the last time she tickled your balls? When was the last time she swallowed your kids? When was the last time she grabbed her ankles? When was the last time she gave you sloppy toppy? When was the last time you had sex in public? When was the last time you came home and she was naked and you was ready to go? When was the last time? And it ain't there. This is how then blue pill people look when people say, I've been married for 25 years. But are y'all smashing? Nope. No. It's a flat out no. It's a sexless marriage. Possibly he can't get it up no more if she even tried to. Possibly they might be in some open relationship, some cucking. There might be some shit going on in that marriage that they just say, I've been married for 25 years. I'm successful. Bruh, there's no burning desire, right, Maury? There's no burning desire anymore. It's gone. Let's continue here. I'm going to play the clip again. He's looking at these guys. This is y'all when y'all listen to me, waiting for me to say something hypocritical to point it out and then to try to find out if I was a virgin or not. This is you guys when they hit your ass over with this truth. And then there's going to be that one person. Well, not all, not all my ass. Let's continue. The second person I ever had sex with, I married. Well, you know. Have you ever had sex with someone that you weren't in love with? Yeah. I'm with this woman that I'm with now for 36 years. I love her. Yeah. And is, it, is the sex still good? No. <laughs> she said, hell no. So this also proves another point that I make. A lot of dudes will be like, well, if you pay a woman, she's not going to give you her soul. If you marry a woman and get marital missionary, she's going to give you her soul. The women that you pay are not going to give you your soul. I didn't frame it the opposite way. If you think married people are having soul oriented, passionate intimacy, you've never heard of the phrase. We, uh, we need to, uh, what is it? We need to relight the flame or something like that. We need to reignite the spark. Do marital sex be going Dudsville? But people will, husbands will not tell you. And this is why you guys think, yes, for the first two years of your intimacy with your connected partner, when you're in love, which is a trick by nature to get you to procreate, you're gonna it's going to be super passionate. And you're going to be like, why would I pay a girl to do this when I get this passionate with this person? After two years, it's going to plummet. After 10 years, is going to be almost non-existent. After 20 years, you just roommates, ship sailing in the night. You just roommates. You're not doing nothing. You're just playing the ring game. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing the ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Yeah, you need to rekindle the spark. There's a whole bunch of things. The thrill is gone. Guys, it's just the reality of the situation, but I'm glad men are telling us that now because people always think, no, my partner's going to be with me and we're going to be having passionate romps. Mm, no, no. 
Sorry. That, that's not entirely true. For some people, yes. For most people, it's an absolute no. Let me catch up on some Super Chats before I get too far behind. All right. Did I get uh, men supporting men again? Uh, no, I didn't. I got the, wait a minute. Okay. I messed up here. Boy, I'm back. Okay, so I got to catch up. Shout out to BBM Diesel, BBM Young Diesel for sponsoring the day show. Eric, uh, we'll just call you Eric. He says, a good friend getting bait and switch and praying mantis right now. Only three years with his girl. One child under two years old with one on the way. She's not happy. Yeah. I'm not happy. <laughs> three years. Guys, most relationships these days don't go past three to five years. Right. You're lucky if you get three to five years. Now, if you have had a kid in that three to five year period, you've had a kid. You're going to get praying mantis probably to the tune of 50 percent. If you're a normie, if you're a minority, 60 to 80 percent chance, you're going to get praying mantis, meaning those kids are going to be raised in separate households before they hit school age. Like you break up before their school age. It's a, almost automatic. It's almost a slam dunk. Statistically, it's a slam dunk. You can almost bet on it. You could actually run a parlay bet on five marriages that you know that got married in the last three years. You can run a parlay on them. You can run a parlay. Oh, man. Wow. My man brother said uh, he getting praying mantis. Guys, when you get praying mantis, the kid is under two. Children under. Oh, there's one child. Child's under two. It's, it's a wrap. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay so let me let me make that math for y'all let me math that math let me math that math they're broken up this is how destructive our society is right we're just gonna say we're just gonna say that kid is gonna be in a co-parenting relationship at best for 16 years <laughs> 16 years this is what you signed up for. The kid at be at best, meaning the best case scenario, is they're going to go back and forth in backpack suitcases and shit for 16 years. Okay, let me put it like this, because y'all some selfish, some of my bitches. Let's just say, <laughs> let's just say, I told you, you're going to move from house to house for 16 years every week. Would you sign up for that? Because y'all some selfish. Y'all can't see it when you do it with the kids. Because y'all like, well, the kids will adjust. No, they're going to get damaged. They're going to be damaged. They're not going to have a sense of, they're not going to have a sense of stability. They're going to be all kind of herky-jerky and what, what's going on? Yes, they adapt. They'll be fine with it. But over time, it's going to eat at them. Would you live out of a suitcase for 16 years? Even if you knew the two houses. I know the two houses. Every week, I'm going to go back and forth from this house, back and forth for 16 years. Would you sign up for that? Nope. You would not. But we sign our kids up for it. We sign our kids up for it. You guys will quit in three weeks. House hopping ass kids. And then there's going to be instability, meaning the mom or the, the father will have a new partner. And in 16 years, how many new partners will the mom or the dad have or combine how many new partners will be introduced to that child? If a person is reckless with their children, they'll introduce a lot of partners. If they're very conscious, they'll introduce at least three or four partners. 
in 16 years. And you guys call this stability. At least, I'm going to say generous, at least eight partners in 16 years. Eight, at least eight. Somebody just said the same thing. Jack said it. At least eight. You guys make sense. You guys think you're doing this. Uh, you guys are think you're doing a, a great job of parenting. This is the normal parentage. This is a disaster. This is a disaster. And if it's a really bad split up, it's going to be courts, therapists, mental health practitioners, medication, uh, judges, uh, child support hearings. If it's really bad, and then if it's really really bad, you got the kid in a scenario where there's a single parent. And the other parents have been removed either by intentionally removed, either he intentionally volunteered to remove or she, the parent, one of the parents pushed the other person out. Like if it's even that you're destroying the kid, destroying them, destroy. Kaboom. And most people think this is just. Then at worst, worst, you got a supervised visit where one of the parents, mostly the father, has to have a supervisor watching over him parent his kids hey and you guys call this normal child raising this is why i've been saying co-parenting is a myth there's no such thing you're just you're still destroying the kid it's still a selfish move you're destroying the kid and if you do this before the kids are school age you you basically destroyed the shit out of them. And then if you do this later on in life where the kids are like preteen and teenagers, just take the knife into it, put it in their heart and twist it <laughs> because they're now aware. They're aware of their own ego and needs. And they're also aware of your own ego and needs. And they're seeing you two doing this and they're going to feel responsible for it. Just go ahead and. I tell you the real, I show you the real, we give you the evidence and we just put it back on the parents' laps. I know people want me to blame the women only on this, but this is what we do. And we do it so shitty, so shittily that we act like it's normal. Oh, you know, kids will just live out of a backpack for 16 years. That's sad. Play the sad music. That's absolutely reprehensible. In my mind, that's reprehensible. And that's the best case scenario, bro. <laughs> what? Unreal. Okay. Thank you for letting me go off on that tangent. Purple Haze, did you see the percentages though? 70 to 30 for her. And when she gave him more credit, she still took almost 50%. She said 60-40. Give her the buzzer. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. She said it was 70-30 or him 60-40. Wait a minute. Is he ever doing 70-30? Guys, listen to that clip. Uh, if you want that clip, I'll show you where to get that clip. That is what a marriage is. It ain't that lovey-dovey bullshit and the shit they want you to know. No, no, no. MPI, a man supporting men. My friend didn't want more kids. His wife kept nagging him. Once the twins got here, months later, she was complaining. Now they're divorced. Yes. Anytime a woman asks you to have kids and you don't, best believe that you should not have them. <laughs> you don't have them because you're having them against your will. I'm giving y'all too much game. You're having them against your will, meaning you know what it means. And she knows what it means. Inherently, she's resetting the clock. Right? She resets the marital clock. 
So you are looking at it like, okay, my, my youngest kid is five. The oldest kid is 10. You're saying in 15 years, 15 years will be done raising kids, right? Meaning raising them in the house full time. You can push them out, go to college, whatever. But when she comes to you and says, when your youngest kid is five, hey, let's have another one. Let's have another. She resets the marital clock. Now you're pushed that clock instead of 10 years. What was the original one? Did I say 10 years? Now you made it 20. Now you got 20 years. You just doubled the time. You just doubled the time in between when you were going to go. I, I was going to plan to retire. I was going to plan to go expatriate. I was going to plan to travel. I was going to plan to play golf. I was going to plan to play that. And she's like, just give me another one. Then you have that other one. Unfortunately, they were twins or fortunately, but unfortunately for him, they were twins, which would be double the work. She's going to be pissed off. More likely your marriage is going to blow up and implode. And you didn't want it. So you're going to be looking like, well, you asked for those kids. So I told you to take care of them. I'm going to go play golf. You can tell her that to your blue in the face. The society doesn't know that either. So when you're absentee and you're not going to the football games and you're not going to parent teacher conference, you can't tell society, well, she chose to have them damn kids. I told her I was going to be out traveling. Nah, they ain't going for that shit. Oh, what kind of man are you? Damn, you won't even go to your own daughter's soccer game. Well, shit, I'm 60 years old. She wanted them kids at the end of the day. I ain't, I ain't, I, they ain't hearing that shit. Nobody's hearing that. They're going to be like, you need to be there and your daughter really cares for you. And yeah, man, stop being selfish. And not only that, she's going to pull a plug. It's, dude, what we do to each other, what we do to each other is simply, I can look at it and interpret it and, and make words to it. We act like we're doing this shit and it's not, it's something new. It's actually crazy how we do this and we entrap ourselves. We simply keep putting ourselves in these traps. Anyway, Henry resilient. She stayed because of his 10 year plan was to be the president. He says she wanted to be first lady. Staying was a business decision to push her image in her career. This is interesting too. Yeah. Um, yeah, indeed. Indeed. That's why she stuck around. If he was like, I'm going to just be a community, uh, what was it, community organizer? She would have got the hell up out of there. Somebody said, Jack says, men are too idealistic. Yep. Guys, you don't have the advantage when it comes to how society sees your position versus how they see the woman. You could talk to your woman. Like, I, like say, for instance, if there was a younger woman, she was fertile. She wanted to have babies. In my life, I'm like, look, I'm not going to be day-to-day -day raising that baby. Now, when the baby comes, obviously, you're going to be, oh, that's my baby, right? But that's going to be on you. You're going to tell her, you're going to tell her. And that's you. And then you're going to tell her you're taking the kid to school. I'm not stopping. I'm not giving up my career. I'm not, I'm pushing forward. You take the kid to school. Don't ever tell me to take the kid to soccer practice. Don't ever tell me to coach the football team. I ain't doing, I ain't doing none of that shit. You can say that to a little, you, you blue in the face. When that baby shows up, she going to switch up on your ass. <laughs> she going to switch up. She could be like, and you're really not going to help. I thought when the baby came, you'd have a connection to him and then have a desire to help. I told you, you were going to be taking the kid to school. You, no, I'm not. No, I'm not coming home early. No. She going to switch that shit up. Well, I thought at least you would have a heart. No, man. It's like negotiating with children, man. It's crazy. They're going to switch up on you. Hey, man, dude, there's 500 people watching me on the Notorious channel. Shout out to that. That might be a record. They're like, what are you talking about here? Well, this is that's my eighth channel over there. Hit the like button on both of the streams. We got 2,000 people watching me on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. 
uh, and then the flagship channel coach, Greg Adams, will get these replays. So if you can't listen to the whole shows, dude, I've been dicing them up for a damn two years already. All right. People are like, oh, I can't watch the whole show, man. I've been doing edits on other channels the whole two years. Where you been? Anyway, Teddy KGB, as always, coach RP's red pills are redder than yours. As always, red coaches, red pills are redder than yours. Okay. Minister. Hey, look, I got to let somebody skip because I got to get back on the show, man. I know I'm really behind here, but I got to let the church check in. Church check in. Church check in. I can't even highlight it because it's so far back. But church check in. Minister Jap is in the building. Salute to you, bro. CGA. Shout out to the brother. Shout out to the church. Church check in. Hey, if you're not subscribed to Minister Jap, if you think I'm hardcore, all right, I'm the nice guy of the manosphere. I'm the nice guy of the manosphere. All right, Minister Jap is the lethal injection that you need. If you really wanted my, my message to be hardcore, just go over to Minister Jap's channel and go give him a like and a subscribe. All right, let me see if I can find that super chat. I can't find the damn thing. All right, to flash it on the screen just so you can see what's up. All right, church, check it. There it is right there. There it is right there. Church, I wish I had the organs. I should have had the organs going on. Church, check in. Salute. Salute to Minister Jab. Anyway. Okay, I'm going to get back to the show before we get way too far behind, and I'm going to be far behind. Thank you for all the support. Hit the like button. We got almost 1,000 likes. Give me 1,000 likes on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Give me 250 on the... uh notorious channel oh where are we at in the show we're gonna do we got two more things here we're gonna go to disrespect the fatherhood that's gonna come up last but we're gonna talk about women are frustrated and they're ready to date men for money I got money. again i'm gonna play a clip of this young lady with a lot of support from women this woman looks like she's between the ages of 18 and 25 a lot of women are in desperation mode because they are in a bind, I'm in a, bind a lot of them have rent due a lot of them want Gucci and Fendi bags and Prada and all of that shit. They want to travel. They want to get flown in. They want to see lights things. They want to go on vacation. They want to buy wigs. They want to do all this shit, man. They want to date. They want to go to nice restaurants. But most of us men are 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 failure, failing to launch. And so a lot of these women will mess around with these dudes, the top 20% of men. They'll get pumped and dumped. And then they'll say, well, I'm giving up all hope, which is ridiculous because there is a subsection of men that are good and available to them. Now, here's the young lady here. She looks to be of the Filipino or Asian persuasion. All right. Now, look at what TikTok. <laughs> look at what TikTok put over the video because the video is one of our highly rated videos. They put <laughs> participating in this activity could result in you or others getting hurt. Yo. Wait. What that mean? Yeah, what that mean? What that mean? You know what that mean. Let's go ahead and show her the video right here. Here's the woman. I'm the most. What the hell? Hold on. That's her clue. The thing next to you is... Hold on for a second. I got to go backwards. All right. Uh, I'm trying not to reveal her page. Yeah. Safe, right, hold on for a second. Why, why am I doing this? I'm the most why does it keep doing this? Did they skip it? They won't let me play it. All right. Hold on for a second. PSA for all my single ladies going into 2020. I'm the most. Did they let me skip it? All right, hold on for a second. I gotta, I gotta shrink up the page. PSA for all my single ladies going into 2023. We are now liking men for money and not for their personality or 2023. Okay. PSA for all my single ladies going into. All right. <laughs> Sorry, man. My this is live playback. Let's play it again. 
PSA for all my single ladies going into 2023. We are now liking men for money and not for their personality or who they are because that's gotten us nowhere. And we keep letting medium ugly men get our hopes up and disturb our peace. And that's no longer the move. Okay. We're going to play that again. But remember, they said participating in the activity, this activity could get you hurt. Okay. Let's listen. The comment, we're going to go to the comments here in a minute. We're going to go to the comments, but listen to this shit again. PSA for all my single ladies going into 2023. We are now liking men for money and not for their personality or who they are because that's gotten us nowhere. And we keep letting medium ugly men get our hopes up and disturb our peace. And that's no longer the move. Now, just so you know, she's late to the game. She's late to the game. She Look, this already being done. So she's going to go over here and get pumped and dumped even more viciously. She's going to come over to my house. I got money. And I'm going to slay this dragon or send her ass back to her damn one-bedroom apartment. And the sad part of this is, guys, you want you want you want a sad part? You know what's even sadder? This woman is a single mother. You, that, this is the saddest part. This is a single mother, bro. <laughs> like she literally standing on no leverage. She's standing on shaky ground. She already had a Pookie's baby. And she still thinks she got value out here. Oh, you know what? Forget this. I ain't dating these broke dudes. Okay. Bring your ass back here. I can do something with that. Clap that ass up. Send that ass home with a couple of dollars taped to her forehead. She back there. She can be like, yeah, but, but you going to help me raise these kids? Nope. Yo, the marketplace is messed up. And single mothers inherently are broke. So they need rent money. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And they will do whatever they need to do, guys. This is being done so crazy. She late to the game. Now, let me review some comments. This should shake your ground. So a lot of women are like, where are you meeting these women? And there's just a few women like that. Let's read some comments. And these aren't bot comments. I'll put them up on the screen just so you know I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the comments. And most of these women are normies. Yes, ma'am. I will listen and do as you say. Yo, these girls going to get clapped up for Jasmine Rice. Start the, Here's a woman. Start the conversation with how much do you make a year? They think this shit. Guys, they think this shit is something groundbreaking. I claim all this energy. Okay, but also make sure the man is not stingy with that money. Here's a woman. These are all normie chicks. Big facts. Many of these women are this one. Yes, and she's all the humanity. This woman, Amy, Amy, facts. Okay, occur. All right, I don't know if that's some female speak. A man, sis, normie chick. For real, look at this woman right here. All the humanity. All right, she says, for real, this woman says, yes, ma'am, I second this. Nancy says, period. Okay, Kristen, laughing my ass off. Yes, Anissa, I approve this message. Claudia, got it, girl. Thanks. Serious is Lady Z. Yes. Stephanie, the truth. Miriam, yes. Okay, look, let me just say this. Just from, <laughs> just from an intake of the normie chicks that are agreeing with this, a person that goes and crosses the marketplace to somewhat of people will call it pay for play, but it's not really pay for play. The guy's leveraging his options. He had leveraging options. 
those dudes are going to clean up. Clean up. All I got to do is show her a little bit, which would be a very marginal piece of my income. And that to her will be the world. This is only a small percentage of people that will even do anything like this. And guys, they don't have the advantage. This is why people think, why would a guy pay? Why won't the guy get some of these women and do what? Pay for them and support them and sponsor them. Their mentalities are busted. So if I do this and try to make an honest woman out of her, there's no point. Not only that, if I have variety, if I like variety, it's there. Look, it's super easy. It's there. It's there. I can dismiss her. I can just pay her to leave. I'm out. She's out of my hair. Now, I already killed the idea that you're going to get intimacy, great intimacy in long-term relationships. That's dead. So a lot of men are choosing because women monetize themselves. It's not that the men chose to be simps. It's that the women chose to monetize themselves. And the guy said, okay, I got an extra couple of dollars. Here, I'm going to go more. Here's Erica. Hell yeah. Here's another one, period. This is a girl who tagged somebody, said, listen, slay. Okay, look. Yes, yeah, sounds like a plan. Period, sis. No longer the move. Um, uh, let me skip that one. Rosie, good, solid advice. I dig it. Here's another one, period. Heavy on the no longer letting them get our hopes up and disturb our peace. Carla, yes. Now, where do you find them in? Well, I got money. He's, Megan, girl, yes. I have a broke one and a chance. Wait, I gave a broke one a chance, I believe she says. And I'm independent. And yeah, ouch. Yes, queen. Yes, ma'am. When did this change? It's been this way since the 90s. Okay, girl, you're right. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, bro. Yep. Where's the club meeting at? Guys. Guys, for the people, uh, 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 shout out to my old Gen Xers out here. Shout out to my old Gen Xers. I want to let you guys know. It's not like it used to be. It's the good old days are gone. I know we want to, you know, back in my day to get a woman and there's still happy couples out here. Shout out to them. But that doesn't mean you can keep that woman. Now, you're going to be the new Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to put the Minnesota Vikings score up so I can give my Atlanta Falcons fans a little bit of a reprieve here. I've been going hard on y'all on the score. We're going to put the Colts Minnesota score up. This might be the last time I flash this score. This is the last time. Now, guys in the 90s, back in the day, getting a woman and doing all the steps to get her was so much work and it was worth it. There was a reward. There was a reward in the end for the work. There was a reward for the work. And thus you got to feel like you did something and you felt good about it. And she felt good and reciprocated to an extent. So then there was a lot of validity in being able to keep a woman. There was a lot of validity in still being able to keep a woman, right? You got the woman, you kept her. There was a lot of validation. Wow, guy, you must be that dude. You must be that dude because we know what it takes to get a woman. Today, it's not like that. And I often caution my Gen X and baby boomer people to realize if you have millennial and Gen Z kids, be very, very cautious about what you tell them to do that worked for you when you were Gen Z and baby boomer, because it's not like that no more. I'm sorry. Yes, there were skeezers and quick uh, girls. There were girls that were doing things back in our day, but there was a great penalty for her doing that. There was a great, great penalty for her acting like that. The great penalty was she lost her reputation. Now there's no such thing because you lose your reputation when your reach is limited. 
Like you were limited between the one or two towns that were close to you. And that's it. That's as far as you would be known. Now you can be known and stretch it out between the city, the county, the 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 um the the state line, even outside of that state. You can reach. You can reach easily. You can get flown in just like that by anybody that has resources. And it sounds like a lot of these women want to get flown in. They would have no problem doing it. Now, they're going to find out it's harder over there, too. And they're going to come back and they're going to say, what happened? Where did all the men go? They're going to say, yo, uh, where are all the good men? Where are all the average? Well, you already didn't put a price on yourself. You've already prostituted yourself. So now you can't come back. You can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Can't come back. But a lot of girls are doing this on the low, low. You just don't see them do it. Trust me, they're doing it. I've been with some of your future wives. And this is the advantage that I have as a Gen Xer is that I'm in the marketplace where a lot of Gen X people are not. And they're like, well, what we used to do. And some of these guys will be in married. They will be married. They will have a, they will have a long-term relationship. And you will ask them, how long have you been in a long-term relationship? They'll say 15 years. Guys, they missed the entire digital sexual revolution if they've been in a relationship for 15 years. They missed Instagram. They missed Tinder. They missed Bumble. They missed uh, uh, OnlyFans. They missed seeking arrangements. They missed all of it. Like they never put their foot in it. If they did, then that means they cheated on their spouse and that's a whole nother conversation to be had. But they missed all of it. They missed it. From when you were approached in the mall, they missed when you used to approach a woman at the mall in the movie theater and how that became old hat. There was like, what? Approach in the mall? Yes, people still do it to an extent, but they missed that connection. So how in the world can they just tell you, just do it like we did it in the 90s? Well, the game has changed. Not only that, women are broker, right? They're more independent than they were, yes, in the 90s. So they're frustrated. They're frustrated. Women are frustrated because they're not getting the Prince Charming and they getting pumped and dumped and they dating the top 20% of men and it doesn't work. And then they just say the rest of the men are invisible. These guys are never getting a chance. If you live at home, you don't have a car, X, Y, and Z. Just like if you're not tall, just line it up. These guys are never getting, if you're not a thug, if you're not dating, you're invisible. Now we're going to date dudes for money. A guy that has money and access to resources, that's a drop in a bucket. It's a drop in a bucket. Somebody says nowhere near 20%. Uh, I, yeah, I guess you could say it's less than that. Let's give you another example of this. This is a woman here. Let me stop share and share this part of the screen. There's a woman right here. This is the monetization of the American woman. I wrote the book, The Evolution, and I said this. I said this back in 2019. I know people, this has been happening before that, but I have it published that this was going to happen. Women are monetizing themselves. How are you going to deal with them now? Are all women doing this? Yes, to an extent. How far are they going in? Listen to this woman right here. This is typical of what you see. She got her notepad out, and she says, how much to keep a woman monthly? I'm going to take her name off right here. It says somebody's daughter. Uh-oh. What did I say? Every woman's someone's daughter. So don't tell me about, oh, these are young girls. These are this. Guys, you don't know what these young girls are out here doing. Not all of them, but they're already planning. 
says right here, how much to keep a woman? <laughs> it's going to be expensive. In her mind, by the way, I don't know why this average woman expects this type of treatment, but this is in their mind, guys, because they're independent and they have their own bills and they have a light bill. This is what you have to this is what you have to keep up with, guys. Bro. <laughs> it's it's selling themselves to the highest bidder. She says hair 400 for the people who are listening by podcast or you're listening if you, your app is closed. Yeah, these are her responsibilities. This is the responsibility of an independent woman. See, the independent thing's coming back to bite them. Now they're saying to date me, you got to pay for my obligations. That's it. Listen, I get it. I'm willing to do that. However, I'm going to detect, I'm going to be able to dictate what I get back. You can't negotiate what you give me back. I then get to put on the table what you're going to give me back for taking care of these responsibilities. You're not going to then say, well, I'm going to just go focus on my career and I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to come and go and you can't tell me nothing and blah, blah, blah. You ain't got no ring on this finger and blah, blah. No, 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 no. I'm picking up the tab. You can't just tell me I'm going to my job and you can't tell me shit and I'm going to go. No, 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 no. I'm going to open it up and I'm going to date other dudes and I'm going to. Nope. That ends. But unfortunately, even if you pay these tabs, she's going to still tell you, you can't tell me shit. This is why the marriage marketplace is imploding. This is why Gen X, baby boomers, the shit that used to work in the past does not work here no more. Now, a lot of these women will be single. This is why they say 53% of American women will be single by 2030. Not only single, living alone and childless. Because this is their mentality. They've got themselves to operate at a, a minimum a minimum budget they need to make per month is 5300 bucks. Your rent's due, motherfucker. I know no jobs paying them $5,000. So how are you making this obligation? Some of them are selling feed pictures. Guys, this is a story that's just circular, guys. It keeps proving my point. I'll read the thing out for the people who can't see. It says hair, $450 a month. That's quite expensive. Nails, $350 a month. These are quite, quite of expensive. Uh, she must live in a major metropolis. Lashes, waxing, three fifty a month. Makeup and skincare, two fifty. That's low. Clothing and shoes, five hundred. That's low. Groceries, five hundred. That seems to be almost on par if you're living alone. Eating out, five hundred. So wait a minute. Okay, groceries and eating out too. Okay, uh, gym membership, two hundred. This is all her expenses. Not yours and hers. Uh, car note gas, 500. <laughs> okay. She got the Nissan Altima. Vacation fund, 350. Uh, baby, vacation costs way more than 350. The fuck you talking about? All right. Uh, phone bill, 200. Medical insurance, 400. Going out, 750 to a total of $5,300. Guys. The question is somebody just ask it. What is the guy going to get? What happened? Where did all the What go? is the guy going to get? That's the mega, that's the million, ladies, again, I'm one that says, I don't care. Okay, is that what you want? It's 5,300? You basically work for me. You're an employee. Now, what the modern woman will say is, I'll see you a couple of days a week. <laughs> right? I'll see you a couple of days a week. I'll, I'll drop by maybe one day a week. You can have me. You can have my body. So four times a month, you can have my body, but don't ask me for shit. They literally 
got the problem and they will give you what they're going to give you. Guys, this is the world we live in. And I'm telling you, man, this girl is pretty average. I don't want to talk about her. This girl is this girl. It, look, that, there's the picture here of her. That That's her. Wait, that's her right there. And that's you. Guys, we have, we're in a quagmire. We're in a problem. Are all people having these problems? No. But we got problems here on our hands. Gen X, stand up, guys. I know I'm a Gen Xer. I know people think I'm a baby boomer. But I'm not a baby boomer. I'm from the Gen X, and I'm actually a young generation Xer. All right? I'm, a, I'm on the young end, meaning uh, Gen X starts at the oldest Gen X person is 55, like pushing 55. I'm 47. So I'm tor towards the tail end, middle to tail end. The youngest Gen Xer is probably 44. The youngest Gen Xer is 43, 44. I'm 47. The oldest is 55. Like Halle Berry's a Gen Xer. So we're in the middle of Gen X. We're tailoring almost close to the um, older millennials. We're in trouble. A Xennial? Uh, technically a Gen Xer, but you know what I mean? Technically a Gen Xer. But we're in trouble. We're, I'm, I said this in the book, The Evolution. We are in trouble if you don't see it. I don't know what you're looking at. And ladies, you can say to the cow comes home, you don't know any women like this. The problem is men are finding women like this easily. Let's go ahead and, 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 and go to the next thing right here. All right, Zennio's beginning at 75. So yeah, okay. That Zennio age, I kind of just get rid of. But because people don't talk about them. But yes, we're on the low end of Generation X. Okay, the disrespect of fatherhood goes public. This is where we get into here. This is the main event. Thank you for all the support. Should I catch up on the support? Because this is going to go a long one. This is going to be a long one. I need to catch up for the PayPals and everything. Because this is going to be a very, very long point. And it's a sad point for you guys that are legacy ninjas. All right. Shout out to AB in the building. Love the content and tell... Them to get the lights up, Mr. Branch is in the building. Easy E. All right, thank you, man. Jones G, married 23 years. Coach ain't lying at all, bros. I'm not lying. Jones G, shout out to my married coach gang members because we do have a lot of married coach gang members. Dr. Thunder and all of these brothers. All right, we got a lot of married men out here. And they will tell you what's, what, what's going on. Albert Ingram, the worst thing you could ever do is tell a woman to be quiet. He says, let them talk. Let them keep talking. Matter of fact, when they're talking, do not correct them. Do not tell them they're delusional. That, that ship is sailed. They're in their own world. Let them keep talking. And now if you do have a, if you're in your Spider-Man or your Superman and you want to save these women and save society, well, that's another story. I'm way past that. I have no interest in saving society. Just know that. I have no interest in changing women. I have no interest in getting them to see my perspective. I have no interest with having them come to my show and argue. I don't even have an interest to have a woman come on my show and agree with me. I don't care. <laughs> That's where I'm at in the world. I don't really care. I'm not trying to change the world. I'm trying to show you where we're going. And not only that, I'm trying to throw, show, throw a life preserver to men. See, Hafiz, Hafiz wants to save the world and the community one step daddy at a time. One marriage at a time. Guys, we're in dire straits here. You need a life preserver. You need a life preserver. 
I don't care about saving a damn thing. Not, I mean, I would like to save America, but I think what's going to happen is we're going to have two Americas. We're going to have America that people that are um, doing well and a bunch of complainer and lazy asses on the other side complaining about what the government ain't doing. It's going to be two different Americas, and you can be able to really isolate yourself if you want to live on one side of America. Then the other side of America, you're going to be exposed like a mother sucker, okay? I'm going to that side of America where I can do what I do and be over there, have myself behind the gates, have myself in a damn bunker somewhere, enjoying the fruits of my labor, and then living off the fat of the land. That's where I'm going to be at. <laughs> all right? I don't care what the hell the rest of y'all doing. All right? But you were warned. You were warned. Kaylin says marriage in itself is a job. It's not a fantasy. I got that brother already. Okay. Somebody says some men just want to watch the world burn. All right. I'm and look, I'm I I say it like this. I want people to learn their lesson. See if we save it, nobody learns their lesson. All right. You can say my government name. He says, uh, this is the powder horn in the building. We're gonna call you Jonathan P. Coach purchased land in rural Kentucky. Speaking of living off the fat of the land, purchased land in rural Kentucky for $60,000 touching a river, got electricity, water, and a cabin. This sounds like my dream. With a wood deck put on the property, price per acre has jumped from seven k an acre to thirty k an acre in six months. Now the land can be sold for three hundred k with that total amount of acreage I own on the river. That's after I pay capital gains taxes. If I sell this land, Oh, uh, wait, if if I sell this land, is that a boomer move since it's too expensive for a younger generation to afford? However, I suffer without running water and living off a generator to set this all up to sell in the peak summer in the south. It's miserable. OK, your thoughts, Coach. Well, I mean, yes, well, when you move out there, you're definitely going to be in the situation. OK, so you said you don't have running water, but you live near the river. So you might have to dig a well. Which is some work. Oh, but it looks like you got some increase in the property value of it. And uh, I don't know, for me, depending on what you need there, I wouldn't look at it as an investment. I would look at it as a self-preservation place. That's how I would look at it. But if you do need the money, go ahead and sell at its peak because we're going to have such of a crisis. I think those values are going to come down potentially. That's just my opinion. This is editorial. Those values, that 30K an acreage is going to go down. But I think for me, I want to have a place to run to. So you could get into the farming to be able to support yourself and be self-sufficient, dig a well, be able to get yourself running water. You said you have electricity, but you're living off a generator. All right, interesting. That's a whole big uh, conversation. Yes, this is not investment advice. I'm not giving you investment advice. This would be how I would do it. Um, and people would do it differently. All people would do it differently. But if you need the money, sell at the peak. Hey, Seuss Ramirez, coach, can you clip Michelle Obama saying, I'm not happy with you? All right, boy, she combined that you and everything. Somebody says sell it, but it's hard. The market to sell is pretty hard, right? Because a lot of people can't, a lot of people can't buy it. Once you get into those situations of buying stuff like that, even luxury estates, the problem is you can't sell it, right? The problem is you can't sell it because only a, you got to remember, whatever you buy, you got to have a, a large market of people to be able to sell it back to. This is why sometimes condos don't do well. They don't increase in value because you don't have a large lot of people looking for condos, especially a single mother condo. She'd be like, I got a one-bedroom, three-bathroom condo, townhouse. Okay. 
ain't nobody about to buy that shit. Right? Nobody about to buy that. You got a small market of people that are going to want to buy some shit like that. Most people are going to be families. So you want a single family residence or you want some shit. <laughs> right? That land is valuable. Yeah. There's people giving you some information. So shout out for you. But yeah, man, you got to find if you buy a luxury estate, you buy a luxury estate for $20 million. You're the people who you can sell it to or is going to be very small and they're going to want that. Most of the time when they buy it, they're going to knock all your shit down because a $20 million house is customized. Because you put the movie theater in there and you put the basketball court and you put the sauna and you put all the shit in there. Now, if I got $40 million and I buy a $20 million home, I don't want the shit the way you made it. I don't want the gate to say Michael Jordan number 23 on it. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan can't. I do. We're on the same wavelength. Michael Jordan can't sell his mansion. Because mansions and luxury estates are custom. They're custom. So. Most people that buy it got to knock the shit down and rebuild it the way they want. So that's 20 million on top of the, that's, that's 8 million on top of 20. Mm. <laughs> Same on top of 20. So now you got this freaking house. You know what I mean? That, that I got to, I got to, even, even in states that are cheaper than that, Southern California, people buy uh, properties that are worth 2 million and then they put 800,000 into the property or they might scrape it. They might scrape it, meaning they bought it for $2 million, They knocked it down, scraped it all the way down to the foundation and started a rebuild. That's what people do when you got money. So be careful when you got money. Most of the time when you have money, you have a certain expectation. So when you buy shit, you don't go in and just keep it the way you bought it. In my place, I kept the shit the way I have this house. I didn't paint a wall, nothing. But it's an entry-level house to most people. Anyway. Anyway, hey, Sue says, sorry, I'm late, coach. Shout out to the L.A. Bowl champs, my Fresno State Bulldogs. Kaylee, flatbacks everywhere, and he was in heaven. All right. Shout out to you on that heaven. Kaylee's in the building. Sometimes Kaylee's, you know. Okay, Das Token, let's get him a wrench. Let's get you a wrench. I'm, I got to do some stuff, and then we're going to get into the main event. Thank you for sticking around this long. And, of course, you can enjoy the clips of this. Later on, if you're like, wow, we haven't even talked about the show yet. Um, let me see. I did skip some people, so I got to go back. Henry said, Teddy KGB, as always, coach. Okay, I've got a man supporting men. The show, my wife and kids, is the perfect example, too. It's not what it's cracked up to be. It's not fantasy. It's work. Mr. Albert, coach, I just met an 18-year-old couple engaged to be married. I just stared at them Martin Lutherly. An 18-year-old couple, boy, they got their work cut out for them, but God bless them. Ty says, women don't love their children. They get addicted to the love and dependence the children have for her. You can't compete with that. You have to accept it. You have to accept it. Can't compete with it, guys. The children are going to be a situation you can't compete with. Let me do two more. Henry Resilient, I told my ex a house was for sale two houses away. I offered her the down payment. So we could be close. She said she didn't want to see me and other women. Yeah. Hey, look. Divorce men. When you're getting a divorce, stop providing solutions to your ex-wife. She wants the money in her hand. Okay. This is like dating women today. I showed you that clip of the boondocks where the young brother said to the older brother, well, isn't this isn't this the same as prostitution? Taking a woman out for dates. And he basically said, why don't I just give her the money? She can get her own groceries. In today's world, 
Women want the money in their hands so they can decide what they want to do with it. You think it would be a good idea to get a woman today and say, here, look, I'll pay all your bills. I'll pay your allowance. You don't have to worry about nothing. Just just please me. Go out and have some fun. Here's a here's a credit card with a thousand dollar balance on it. This is your allowance for the month. You think women will sign up for that shit and they won't. They want the money in their hands so they can decide what they want to do with it. This is what, yeah, they, they don't want that shit. Some of them think, oh, if I had a man that would just pay all my bills, they don't want that. They want, like this woman put up there, this is my bills. Now, if I came into her life and said, you know what? You know what, lady? This is what I'm going to do. You're a baddie. You're a woman. You're a good woman. You, you treat me right. This is what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to pay all these bills. She's going to say, no, just give me the money. <laughs> just just give me the money so I can decide. Now, that's a recipe for disaster. She's going to fumble the bag. She has no idea of how to manage that money. She's still going to be in a bind. She's <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. She's still going to be in a bind. She's still going to screw herself up financially. This is why I just give them the money and leave them alone. Bye. But the good idea, just like what you're doing, Henry, is you're trying to tell her. You're trying to tell a woman that wants to be out of your life and out of your control. You're trying to control her post-marriage. That's going to be a no. You need to let her go. Let her go. If she decides to get a house around the corner for you so you the kids can live out of backpacks and only have to ride, ride their bike or walk down the street, if she decides that, fine. But you don't get to, in a modern marriage, when it goes to divorce, you don't get to decide for them. That's what the legal system does. So men in divorces, stop trying to decide what this woman does with her money. She can do whatever the hell she wants to do. Even if you give her the fantastic solution in your mind, this will be great. I'll give you the down pay. Brothers, it don't work like that. They want the money in hand so they can destroy themselves. They want to be able to make their own decisions with the money. They want to be able to do what they want. She's not concerned about you having other girls. She's concerned about you seeing her with other men. This is what you got to understand about women. You got to understand this about the modern woman. They want cash in hand. They want to be able to control their spending. They want to be able to make their own decisions. They don't want to be controlled. They want don't want to be overlooked. They don't want to be second guessed. They want the money in hand. So put the money in their hands and basically say, I don't give a shit about you after that. I don't care what happens to you. They're going to come back later and say, damn, I'm short on rent. And they're going to say, your rent's due, motherfucker. Even when you put the money in their hand, I knew a woman that had an arrangement with the wealthy man. And the wealthy guy said, I'm going to give you, let me just make up a number because I can't remember the exact number. I'm going to give you $3,200 a month. Guys, people are doing this, whether you call them a simps or tricks or whatever. Wealthy men are doing this. This was a young Asian woman. And she was, she wasn't a baddie. She wasn't a baddie, but she was good. I was like, that. anyway. But he would see her, whatever they agreed to. And then he said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give it, I'm going to split it up in two payments. He doesn't want, he doesn't want her to be in his hair. And as a matter of fact, when she slept over, she slept in a separate bedroom. When she slept over his house, she did not sleep in his bed. He put her in a separate bedroom. So this is how he had his shit down packed. 
This is what the story she told me. She said he said he's going to give her thirty two hundred dollars a month. But he's going to split it up in two payments. He split it up in two payments. And then he said, if you mismanage this, do not come back and ask me for more. If you mismanage this, do not come back and ask me for more. This woman's 24 years old, whatever, whatever. Now, what happened was she fucked it up. <laughs> she agreed to it and she messed it up, meaning she would get in a financial bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. And she would come back and ask for more. Oh, man, I'm short on 200. I'm short. I'm short on. She fucked it up. She couldn't follow the rules. She couldn't manage the money. Guys, this is 90% of women in America. They mess it up. She's 24. I don't think she needs more than 30. You don't need that much money to survive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's 24. I think she was from Thailand. I think she was from Thailand. She was Ameri she's in America now. She messed it up. And then she had to go back and ask for money, and he kicked her to the curb. He was like, bye. Dude, this is how most of them work. I rather, because what if the what you're going to do is find out if you just, let's just say you paid them out, you paid their bills outright, which a guys, a lot of guys do. They pay it outright. She's still going to ask for more money. She's still going to have a financial need. Then she's going to be like, now I need this. Now I need a bigger house. Now I need a better car. Now I need an oil chain. Now I need tires. That's not in the $5,300 budget. None of that shit is in this budget. None of that is in the budget. Now I need a better hair weave. Now I need to go out. Now I need a better vacation budget. They're going to they're gonna screw the pooch. Let's just say you said, okay, I'll give you, the, I'll pay the 5,300 bucks. Guys, people are doing it. She's going to screw the pooch. <laughs> She's going to screw it. I don't care if you gave her $200. She's going to screw the pooch. I need $200 right now. Nope. What she needs is $1,000. She's just going to ask five men for $200. Guys, this world right here, guys, if you don't figure it out and get an idea of what's going on, the best way, the cheapest way, the most direct way to pay uh, to, to deal with American modern women is either don't or give them the money and tell them the skedaddle. Because if somebody gave me $200 right now, it wouldn't cover one bill. <laughs> She has no savings. She has no investments with anything, any of these relationships. The worst way to do it, the biggest trick move to make today in the modern time is to marry these women. It's the dumbest move going today. It's the biggest trick bag you will ever see. Because these people are in dire financial straits. I'm sorry. I'm not saying this. I, I said this the other day. I'm saying this is as a truth. They You cannot keep up with their expenses. They are a leaky faucet of expenses. They are a draining pipe of expenses. They will never, guys, and it's going to be a monkey branch when you run out of dough. You run out of dough. This woman needs $5,300. You're going to try to keep up, keep up, keep up, keep up. When you run out, she's going to be looking somewhere else to swing to the next branch. Mm -hmm. Say goodbye to your beach. She gone. 
Not only that, she might turn a couple of tricks on the side when you ain't looking or ask them, oh, baby, you know, man, you know, I love you, but you can't cover the expenses. You mind if I go see my sugar daddy? I got money. My my opinion is if you save them through marriage, you are basically writing a blank check of tricking. It's the king trick move. Now, let's just say she gives you what you want in return. The rare American woman that gives you exactly what you want in return for your king tricking or your supervision. And she doesn't later pull the rug from your feet and say, you're controlling me. This is a rare select woman. Not everybody can find one of these and not everyone can find one of these. That is not a single mother already. Not everybody can find one that is not a single mother. Not everyone can find this. That's willing to have your babies. She going to bring in bags. Not many women that are not in dire straits are going to take this deal. That woman has to be in dire straits for her to consider taking this deal. Now, let me talk to you. If you find that deal, take it. But eventually, you're still going to be exposed to monkey branching. You're still going to be exposed to I'm not happy. You're going to still be exposed. You're going to knock her up. That's a greater expense. You're still exposed to the legal family court. You're still exposed. So you don't get not exposed because you found this woman that's willing to take this deal round. She took the deal now. She could switch it up. But let's say you found this woman. Fine. Make it work. Do you. If it makes you feel better as a man, do you. I wouldn't mind fighting a woman like that. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it if this woman got on her knees and, and, and begged me to do it. I'd be like, nope. I'm staying out here. Okay? I'm staying out here. Nope, I'm not I'm not exposing myself like that. No. <laughs> right? That's what I would say on that. Because I'm just not interested in tying myself legally to any woman. Meaning I don't want her on my lease. I don't want her as a secondary uh, creditor on my credit cards. I don't want her uh, on my insurance driving. I don't want to marry her. I don't want children with her. No. I don't want any legal obligations to any woman. I'm just not going to do it because it's a fool's move. It benefits her greatly. You're going to pay on the back end severely. You're going to pay on the back end severely. There's going to be pain associated with that. I don't care if you make it 5, 10, 15, 20 years. There's still a bait and switch. There's still a payoff in the back end. Just write a blank check to her. Sign the name. Give her the check. That's what you're doing. Now, go back to tricking. Tricking is the, the idea of tricking today exists because women are monetizing themselves. And if you haven't put yourself in a position to capitalize on this marketplace, it's your fault, guys. And that's because you. your future wives are getting their insides pushed their esophagus right now. The women you're cold approaching right now are in their trick bag. The women that are out here asking you to take and pay for dinners right now, they're playing the other side and dudes are having fun with them. Whether you like it or not. Before, that was a select few women that per would participate in that. Now, if you haven't seen on my members content, I show you a lot of women are doing this. They're playing both sides. Whether you like it or not. That's where the game is gone. You can sit over there and fire you a trick all day long. It don't matter. They're not going to stop tricking or they're not going to stop simping. Nothing's going to stop a simp from taking that woman and paying her bills. Does that mean the hoe is winning or the 304 is winning? No. 
it's still a L. It's going to be an L for her because naturally she's going to believe more, more, more she can get a better deal. In her mind, this is hyper hypergamy. She's going to get a better deal. Okay. Anyway, I hate to keep hitting y'all over the head with the truth. And look, men are not going to change this. All they're going to do is adapt. All they're going to do is adapt. <laughs> he said, not my girl. <laughs> okay. Let's get into this public lynching of masculine men, father figures, and so forth. We're seeing this a lot lately, and we're going to provide you evidence of this. And it does start with the celebrity. But the reason why we show the celebrity is because we can't share each other's stories because you won't care. You won't care if I share my story and talk about how I got publicly lynched and my fatherhood was always challenged. In my fatherhood, there was always a tar and feathering. There was always an attempt to discredit. There was always an attempt to try to alienate me from my It was always a constant attempt. And you guys are always under this. This is going to be an example for you legacy ninjas that want to have kids. I'm going to share three stories. One, we have one. We have a daughter. One, we have two sons. These are entitled kids, but guys, I don't care. This is lower class, middle class kids, too. First story we're going to share as a reminder of this, and this happened earlier, but we're not going to go into too much, is this guy right here, 50 Cent and his son, Marquise, or Marcus. I don't know what, 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 what he goes on. We broke this down into which Marquise or Marcus, this young man here, is the direct, I mean, they look pretty similar. But um, this guy went and, uh, you know, the, the child's mother in the situation, I'm not going to say she's a baby mama terrorist, but she made some dumb decisions, alienated the son from the paternal figure right here, the father. And thus, they created a broken home scenario where the child was overwhelmingly raised by the mother and the father gave her portions of his income through extortion. And then there was an attempt to extort more money, but it was a fail. She failed and actually got less money. Sad to see, but this is why women today want money in the hand. When they go money in the hand, they get greedy and selfish, and it ends up being a loss, and they will sabotage the kid. Long story short, the kid, once the kid became an adult, then start attacking the father because in child development, the kid sees the father as a rival and then thus tries to emulate the father later on. In an attempt to emulate him, he draws a closer connection to the father then he can actually relate to the father more than the mother. And this is why children 12, 8, 9, 10, and, you know, and above should be overwhelmingly with the father because they shouldn't see the father as a rival. Now, because the, the, the complex wasn't developed properly, he sides with the mother as if he's a six-year-old kid sucking off her teat and then tries to destroy the father even worse than the mother tried to destroy the father. It's actually inherent in our biological coding. And so here's what happened here. And we shared the story. He then became to the go on the social attack of the father, much worse than the mother could. And then people started choosing sides. Well, he should have been in the kid's life. Guys, he probably tried to be in the kid's life. And as much as we know, 50 Cent has shared many times where he tried to be in the son's life, but it just never worked out or the mother interfered. This is very common. And now they're saying 50 Cent should go in and try to make a relationship with the son, but it's always it's already destroyed. When I say you destroy children in co-parenting and in, in custody battles, this is what I'm talking about. The relationship is forever severed. 
And the reason why Marquise wants to be back with 50 Cent is because his rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. He's broke. They didn't capitalize, and that money, that mother saved none of the money. She mismanaged the funds, and now they're broke. And so Marquise wants to weasel his way back into the father's life because he has a desperate need, just like many single mothers, just like many women, right? She basically, he basically wants 50 Cent to trick on him. Your rent's due, motherfucker. This is what happens here. So you guys destroy children like this. This is how you destroy children. You guys forget that children need to be with their fathers for their entire lives. Not this up until they're 18. A father is a father forever. Not just when the people are children. So when the kid turns 18 and he lives until 80 and the father lives until 80, how are they going to have a good parenting relationship? People forget about this part. You still need to be a father. I don't care how old the son is. The son is 30. You still need to be a father. You're, the, the child is 50. You still need to be a father. But many people destroy this part of the parentage because they're selfish. And it can never be rehabbed. And then they want the father to be the bigger man and go and rehab with the child. But the kid is already destroyed. Don't get me preaching today. The kid is already destroyed. How? Is he going to be a proper father fixing the mistakes from the kid when the kid was five? He can't fix the kid. It's over. You don't throw the whole child away, but damn, you cannot now move that child into you. That child is a stray cat. That child, that child is corrupted. That child software is malfunctioning and has a virus. He would be dumb to move that child in with him. He'd be dumb to build a great relationship with that child. Now, the child's 26. The mother destroyed him. For selfish reasons. For money. You can be like, hey, son, I love you. Send him some Christmas gifts. Send him a card. But you do not move that child in after the mother got that clause in them and turned them into a femme male. No, it's over. Somebody says 26 is young, though. Kimmy, of course, that's a woman that says that. 26 is not young. Let's get it out of our brains. You're young at 12 and 13. You're not young at 26. You're an old-ass adult. Stop with this bullshit. I cannot stand that people keep telling people, and telling me that 20s is young, it's ridiculous. It is not. It is not a child. You're not a kid. You are into your adulthood. You're actually a young adult at 13. You're a young adult at 13. This is culturally, most times at oldest, 16. You're young. You become an adult. Listen, let me, let me go on this. In most cultures, 13, still to this day, they celebrate their transition from child to adolescent, which in adolescent, the definition is young adult. 13, bar mitzvahs celebrate culture transition today from child to young adult. You have quinceañeras at 15 in Latin culture or Mexican culture. You have sweet 16s in American culture. That's a transition from kid, young, to adolescent, young adult. Then once you become 18, once you become 
18 in many places, you're a legal adult, which means you can go to war and get shot. You can drive a half-ton vehicle 70 miles an hour down the freeway. Some cultures, this is 16. In some states in America, 16 is considered adult. In many aspects, they give you responsibility. Now, you're going to tell me 26 is young? This is outrageous. This is outrageous. In many cultures, 26 for a woman, for the history of time, was old. This mindset of telling people they're young is reprehensible. It's disgusting. This is why people think they got time. No, baby. 26, you should be a fully functional, responsible adult. You can go to big boy prison at 15 and 16 for crimes. Many cultures probably today could still send your butt to war at 16. This is this is getting ridiculous in our American culture that we can look at 26 and say you're young and you still have time. You've been damaged significantly probably 10 years prior to 26. You've been damaged significantly probably 15 years prior to 26. I'm just telling you, we need to change our mindset and our culture to what we are considering young and old. We consider old 40. This is crazy. Most people are still building who they are. But people want to put your ass out the pasture at 40. This is nonsense, right? It's nonsense. We have a despicable idea of what age is. And this is because people do not want to be held accountable. People do not want to put in the work. People are lazy as F. 26 is not young. I was at 26, and I'm not the norm. At 26, I was the assistant head coach at a Division I university for basketball. At 26, I was an assistant head coach contractually at San Jose State. We competed Division I in the Western Athletic Conference. That was my job at 26. Okay. I was on my way. If I would have stayed another three years, I would have been the head coach at 29. But I left and, and did a different thing. But because of the way the situation worked out, the coach got sick and had an interim coach. If I would have been there, I would have been the head coach at 29. See, this is how crazy it is. I got life going by the time I was 26. I was on the go. Most people barely even trying to figure the shit out. <laughs> All right. I just had to get this out here. We need to start giving these people some expectations in life. We will say a person's got mental health issues at 16, put them on medication. But we're out here telling people, oh, just let it ride. 26, oh, you still young. Oh, figure shit. But we're medicating them. Not giving them a chance. And you're going to tell me at 26, this person's going to be fine? Nope. This person will be all right. Just 10 years of doping themselves up. Mental health issues, mental health, everything. Min, 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 min. This is reprehensible what we're doing to people. It's despicable. <laughs> it's egregious. 
It's destructive. Anyway, somebody says retired at 26. People can retire. You can become extremely wealthy at 26. You can have your whole life ahead of you at 26. What? 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 This is it's, it's crazy, man. I, I don't know what we're doing to this world here. Okay. You tell me anyway. Let's go in. Let's go back to this part. Okay, let's give you the stories here. We're going to go into Romeo Miller, Master P. Master P um, is a, if you don't know who he is, here he is right here. He has a riff, Master P. He's the he's the colonel of the gold and platinum tank right here. Sorry, he got them big things and got them big banks. Fifth war, is it third world? Third war, third war hustlers, soldiers, and comrades. All right, no limit soldiers. He actually put the South on the map himself. And he was not a good rapper. <laughs> he wasn't a good rapper. He was actually difficult to listen to. But uh, anyway, shout out to Master P. But uh, if it wasn't for Master P, you would have uh, no Little Wayne. Because eventually, that momentum swung from No Limit to Cash Money Records. All right, so but that's neither here nor there. All right, but he opened that window up for the Southern rappers. Uh, at least from the ones from Louisiana. Okay, that's just my opinion. Master P is also a entrepreneur entrepreneur he's a success person if you follow him on social media he's pushing his rap snacks which are chips that have images of rappers on it he also has the snoop cereal he also has rice master p is in it he's in it to win it now i don't know how well he's doing because being an entrepreneur means you're going to be cash strapped you're going to be cash strapped you're going to be oftentimes to investing and flipping so you might not always have cash on hand when you're a investor and so he tends to invest in ideas and thus put that money into his businesses. Anyway, some people might call you broke if you do stuff like that because you you don't have, people think you have money. Oh, you should have a million dollars in cash. No, these people put the million dollars in cash into a business idea and then they hope to flip it. So um, essentially little Romeo, which is his son, is now saying because Master P, and this is families getting in, uh, putting family business out there, because Master P put up a post related to DJ Twitch's deletion. And he said he was sympathetic towards the loss of DJ Twitch. And he might have said mental illness, something in reference to mental illness. Well, his son, whose name is Romeo Miller, which most people didn't know, Master P's son is Romeo Miller. And he's pictured there, right there. Okay. Most young people don't realize that these two people are connected, but they are. His son had some shade to address why Master P shouldn't have said anything about DJ Twitch. And that was in response to Master P's older, older daughter, who was older than Romeo, who died of a drug overdose. But there were some issues probably in the background that there was mental health issues prior to the drug overdose or concurrently. It ran concurrently, which I tell you, if you do drugs as an adult, that's your dumb ass mistake. Do not put that shit on me. Do not put that shit on me. I told you, I'm not showing up at your AA meetings. I'm not showing up at your shit and you're an adult and you put crab pipe to your lip and you smoke out the weed and you're, you got to get some fentanyl. That's on you. But his daughter died from a drug overdose. But but because it's a fresh wound and I don't think they've recovered. 
through this trauma of death, and death is really big. The son, Romeo, uh, basically called his father, Master P, a hypocrite for talking about DJ Twitch and mental illness because Romeo believes that the father was absent in the mental health issues of the daughter that died of a drug overdose. You can't make this shit up. Can't make this shit up. And of course, Romeo, Romeo feels bad that his, his sister died, which he should. And if there were some mental health issues and Master P said, I'm not going to get involved in that, that's Master P's decision. He does not. We need to get over this thing here. This is what we need to get over. We need to get over the idea that a father is supposed to be the end. Of, look, we're going to talk about what Master P did for Romeo and potentially his family. But for some reason, they want you out here working, making the money, paying all the bills, and then also being there, coddling, sitting next to a bed, uh, coddling people to they dumbass personal choices. Okay, how am I supposed to make money and support, but I'm here sitting next to a bed for a year, two, three? I don't know how long the mental health battle and the eventual drug addiction and overdose and death was for the daughter, but it doesn't happen overnight. It is a steady process. It's a steady process. It probably was over a six to eight year period, if not more. So Master P supposed to be sitting next to this daughter, walking her through it, also making money. That's going to be a no. Nope. No. Why are we putting these expectations on the father? This is what therapists are for. And if therapists are so good, why aren't they turning into success stories? Most of the time, they're not turning them into success stories. They're turning them into cash cows. All right. So the woman wasn't able to recover. They're and, and Romeo blames it on Master P for not supporting the daughter's mental health issue, which resulted in a drug overdose death, which Master P probably washed his hands. He said, I'm out of it. I can't do nothing about it or I'll hire somebody, but I'm not a therapist. What am I supposed to do? I don't know how he treated the daughter's death. I don't know. Did he put a social media post up? I don't know. But why is it Master P's fault? Why is it his fault? It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Why is it Master P's fault? Wasn't he out there making money? Where was the mom at? Why did the mom not have the solution for the daughter? Why is he getting blamed today for this? Why is Romeo taking this out? This is more of disrespectful of the men, of the father figure. Even when the father figure did everything for this young man, and I'm going to demonstrate this right now. Watch this. Let's take you through it. This is Romeo Miller. He put themselves out there, so we got to talk about this. This could easily be my situation. This could easily be my situation, unfortunately. Now, I believe they went through a divorce, but Romeo Miller, if you don't know who he is, some people don't know. He's an actor, producer, writer. Okay. This is his, this is his IMDB. He's known for being in the movie Romeo. There's a TV show, Romeo, uh, uh, Kangaroo Jack, Scooby-Doo, Honey. Um, he was a young rapper. A lot of movie credits here. I got the hookup, R2, a lot of movie credits. Most of these are straight to DVDs, but it's, that's neither here nor there. But that doesn't, that's not it, gentlemen. That's not it. That's just one part of his life. He also seemed to have been supported by a, a father who had an AAU basketball team. If you know, some of these travel teams cost a lot of money. I'm putting this on the screen here, right here. Uh, the little guy right here, I think he's listed at 5'11", but he's much smaller than that. Romeo, by the way, Master P is a great basketball player. He actually tried out for the Charlotte Hornets 
and made it pretty far. He made it pretty far. He he actually can play ball, Master P. And Romeo Miller was not bad, but the gentleman's position here is DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan now plays, I believe, for the Chicago Bulls. He played for the Toronto Raptors for a long time, and he played basketball at USC. I'm putting this story together, okay? Now, DeMar DeRozan was the star of the P. Miller AAU basketball team, and as a result, he got a spot for one Romeo Miller. This team was sponsored by P. Miller as Percy Miller. That is Master P. So they got their name on the uniform. His dad sponsored their travel, and he kept DeMar DeRozan on the squad and let his son get some shine. Okay? He let him get some shine. He let him live out his dream, his hoop dream, and he sponsored it. Now, according to that, yep, O.J. Mayo which was got USC basketball in trouble, went to USC. DeMar DeRozan went, and guess what? Guess who else played basketball at USC? You guessed it. You guessed it. Romeo Miller got a spot on the USC basketball team. Now, I'm going to tell you. I don't know what his statistics were. But I'm just going to say, he wouldn't have got that scholarly by himself. He rode that wave. This is just an opinion. He rode that wave because of the sponsorship of his dad coaching that team or sponsoring the team, getting the coaches. DeMar DeRozan goes to USC. Guess who else goes to USC to play and live out his hoop dream? There's the son. So he lived out his hoop dream, and this was after an acting and rapping career. Okay? The acting and rapping career preceded this. The acting and rapping career Proceeded this. This was second to the acting and rapping career. Now, the father, the father was pushing for all of this. The father was around. The father was creating this scenario. The father was actually being around, supporting his son, providing him whatever he wanted in terms of what we, this is just from our position. Whatever the boy wanted. You want to be an actor? Cool. You want to be a rapper? Cool. You want to be an entrepreneur? Cool. You want to be a hooper at USC? Cool. You want to, you, yeah, he rolled the bench. He did not play, all right? But a, as you can see, he got on the court every now and then, and uh, I believe the coach was Tim Floyd. Tim Floyd said, okay, we'll put your ass out there, all right? Put an ass out there. There he is right there. Look, He looks rather small. And by the way, he does have other children that are being Division One athletes now, currently. Master P does. Okay, so you guys see what I'm talking about. What did he miss out on as a father? What did he not support? And I would imagine, I'm just assuming, I think the daughter probably got just as much treatment. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't know for a fact. But I would assume that the daughter might have gotten this much father activism as well. I'm just going to assume that. My question is, where did he fall short as a father? It sounds like he exceeded expectations. He might have even gave him a golden spoon. He might have ever he might have even given him things that he didn't deserve. This is just all speculation. This is all opinion. I can't say, but I know for a fact, Percy Miller, Master P, invested heavily into his kids, heavily, more than any other kid probably on planet Earth would have gotten. In the except for somebody that's part of some sort of royalty, this guy got everything. 
and he was divorced at the time he was divorced. Somebody says I'm a hater on the low. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want from me. I can't be your savior, sir. I mean, if you want me to be a hater, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you, sir. Somebody said he's got him on Nickelodeon. Here's the deal. I think Master P did just as much as he could. <laughs> I know people people want to find fault in me at all times. That's that's fine. But I'm also speaking in front of almost 3,000 3, people a day, 2,500. My son sent me a picture, by the way. My son sent me a picture of a, of a place where Drake packed out an audience of 3,000 people. And they were talking about how much that is. And my son said, this is how much people you speak in front of on a daily basis. And so he's putting perspective on it. And he's quite impressed with his father. But, but you can't please everyone. With that being said, where did Master P mess up as a father? To deserve to be treated like 50 Cent and the rest of the fathers out here. Where? Where? Does he deserve to get drugged by his son, Romeo? And one of the reasons she, he drugged him is because he apparently didn't care for his daughter, who I don't know, wasn't succeeding in life based off of the head start that she got, who chose drugs and alcohol. I told my kids, if you smoke weed and do drugs, I'm I'm writing your ass out. I'm out. I'm not. Don't count me in. I ain't coming to your rescue. I'm not showing up at your Al-Anon meeting. I'm not walking with you hand in hand. That's a choice you made. Now, if you choose to give up in life, that's a choice you made. I don't owe you shit. I told my kids that. <laughs> you chose the party life, hoeing and drugs. That's what you got. Make it the best life. I'm out. Dr. Dre's daughter, somebody just mentioned, did the exact same thing. Dr. Dre's daughter chose to party it off. He was paying her X amount of dollars a month. And she chose to trick off the money. And then by the time she's in her 30s, she's calling Dr. Dre a deadbeat. Because she's delivering Uber Eats. Sounds like a you problem, adult. But most of you goofballs are telling people that you're still young at 26. That's going to be a nope. No, you're old enough and wise enough to know. Not only that, if you follow my plan, you'll win. You'll win. But many people, fathers, are going through this type of disrespect right now. They're putting the stacks against you and then blaming you at the same time. And you just want to see what's best for your kids. Here it is right here. Um, just so we see, this is going to be Romeo Miller, the tree of trauma. Oh, sing me a sad song. Pity party of one. Pity party of one. Everybody got a god dang pity party out here. This is terrible. Everybody want to blame their fathers. You an adult. Hey, everybody, stop blaming your damn parents. Yeah, some of them aren't perfect. You're an adult. This guy, per Romeo Miller's in his mid-30s or early 30s. Come on. His daughter was in her mid-20s. Come on. The hell going on here? Master P and his eldest son, Romeo Miller, have been thick as thieves since day one, since the day he was born, but an unforeseen rift has recently grown between them. And now both men have addressed it on Instagram. It's sad. On Saturday, December 17th, Miller shared a poem directed at his father, which included the words, how is the media one day 
your best friend, and then the next liars. The line alluded to Master P's recent post calling the shade room the devil. Miller also touched on his mother and P's ex-wife, Sonia, who he said weathered the dragging of media for years. Let's go ahead and extend it more. There was more. Master P, catching wind of the son's post, responded on Instagram. I'm going to share that with you. He wrote in the caption, I wish I wouldn't wish this on no parent, especially when you try to do everything you can for your kid, a.k.a. or uh, at Romeo Miller. What's the plan? You are either part of the problem or the solution. I love you, and the door is always open for you, eh, but I won't tolerate disrespect. Guys, you want to have kids, this but could potentially be what happens to your kids. Especially if you're in a broken home. If you're in a divorce, highly likely, and you got multiple kids, highly likely one or both of your relationships with your kid will be just like this. Sad. I haven't talked or see I haven't talked to you or seen you in months. God knows I've tried to do my best. Even when you reach out, did he delete it? Even when you reach out, it ain't good enough. I've seen this even in my own life. Master P in Miller's public discourse came comes months after the No Limit founder's daughter and Miller's sister. Her name is Ty Tiana. Ty Tiana. She died of an accidental accidental fentanyl overdose. And let me just say this: there's no such thing as an accidental fentanyl overdose. <laughs> There's no such thing as an accidental pregnancy. There's no such thing as an unexpected death. Guys, you can go and die. Whether you die early or late, that's up to you. But doing drugs kind of puts you in a position to get a fentanyl overdose. What the hell? Like you literally signing up for the likelihood of that happening. By the way, I had a neighbor, a male neighbor, who got remarried or was considering remarrying to a woman an older woman who was pushing him, he lost his daughter. And she was in her 20s of a fentanyl overdose. But there's no such thing as an accidental fentanyl overdose. You're literally signing up for the chances of a fentanyl overdose. See, an accidental fentanyl overdose would be me never doing drugs, and I walk in a room, and there's fentanyl in there. And it hits the air, and I inhale it. That would be accidental. <laughs> Or I walk into my kid's room and they smoking dope and then I get exposed and we both die. That's an accidental fentanyl overdose. But when you hitting a pipe and you doing drugs and you snorting and you smoking and you injecting, you signing up for it. You signing up for it. Anyway, that's just how I live life. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Says right here. Master P makes note of her passing in the accompanying text. All right. So. It says right here, this new generation of kids need to stop blaming their parents for everything. He wrote, how do you think they got to where they did without their parents making sacrifices for them? This is true. Most people won't understand that until you become a parent. Mental illness is real. I disagree, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. And so many families are tragically affected by it. Nope. No, no, this is laziness. This is actually aiming low and hitting instead of aiming high and meeting and, and, and missing. Wait, aiming high and missing. I people, I think more people use this as an excuse than anything else. Now, if you're mentally ill, go ahead and get your ass into the ward. Remove yourself from society. All right. And actually segregate yourselves so we can miss all of y'all. 
That's my opinion. Find a way to avoid me if you mentally ill. Okay, if you feel like you got some mental illness, take your ass over there and stay in the house. All right, because I'm not trying to try. I'm trying to win out here. You in my way. And with that being said, you should not be dating. You should not be married. You should not be having custody of your kids if you're mentally ill. And that's an editorial. That's my opinion. We just going to be out here. Well, mental illness is real, but they got custody. Mental illness is real, but you out here dating. You trying to get married, but you mentally ill. No, you sick. You sick. And you need help. Where's Michael Jordan? You need some help. Not only that, you don't go to sleep on time. You don't eat. You don't exercise. Yeah. How about there's something else we have problematic with? And you're on medication. And and you a drug head. So look. <laughs> so I said I'm cold and evil. Hey, I'm on the dark side. Look, I'm trying to win out here. Look, I'm trying to win. <laughs> I'm trying to win. <laughs> and they voting oh yeah yeah you mentally ill but you voting what are we doing man we, we're saying one thing but we're allowing people to do the other well, well no but i can vote and i can be in a marriage and a relationship and i can have custody of my kids dude one there's got to be one of there's one of the other is true not both you can't be both <laughs> oh i'm fully functional i'm just ill can we challenge that? We need to challenge that. Nobody's pushing back. <laughs> like, nobody pushing back. We just like, yep, it's real. And then what? Okay. Hey, listen, I got a question. And then what? Okay, now what do we do? Okay, you're ill. Now what? What's the plan? Master P asked, what's the plan? And then what? Nobody wants to talk about that shit. Nobody wants to even go in and deep dive. Now, what do we do? Somebody answered the shit. What do we do with it? Look, people skedaddling out of here. They run it. What do we do? Wait till everybody gets better. Shut the world down. Stop the world and let you get off. That's what my teacher used to do. She's, he used to say, I can't stop the world and let you off. Neither were I can't stop it and let you back on. What do we do? Yeah, that's what I thought. Nobody's saying shit. Nobody's giving me solution. Possibly because there isn't one. See, we can't have something that has no solution. We can't just be like, well, that's what it is. <laughs> we can't just be like, well, it, it, they're ill. And then what? Okay, what do we do? Can we can we have parameters? Do people have guidelines? What do we do? Nothing. That's not something that you can then say this is a problem because you need a solution. <laughs> All right. There's always something. And they you just just sedating and just claiming. You know, I, I think the ultimate problem is going to be, sorry to go off on it. The ultimate problem is going to be is there's always a gray area because now everybody that commits a crime, everybody that robs, steals, and kills, everybody that does things can now get out. All they have to say is, I'm mentally ill. So now nobody going to prison. Something's going to happen to you. If you are riding with this, that this is a problem, fine with me. 
But you've also opened yourself up to the opportunity that when you're truly victimized, the person's going to just say, I'm mentally ill and nothing's going to happen to them. That's when you don't have a solution. That's when you just throw that shit out there. Well, mental illness is real. Okay, one day you're going to get robbed. Someday you might get deleted. Someday they might steal your car. And now you opened up yourself to the fact that all they got to do is just be like, well, it's real. That's a problem. That's going to be the problem of our world. But we don't see it because we're pretty much mostly using it as an excuse. Of your inefficiency to adapt to adulthood. Anyway. We have to adapt to adulthood. With this being said, I'll try to show the video because I know y'all tired of hearing me talk. But uh, let me go give you the video of Master P's response to Romeo calling him out for not supporting his his daughter, his own daughter, Romeo's sister's mental illness and drug dependency. Drug dependency. Uh, let me see here. Instagram. What, what was it? I'm the colonel of the golden platinum tank. I would hate for something to happen to you and nobody pay the penalty that they should. When in fact, they should be held accountable. But you went along with the you went along with the programming. And now. And, and, and now now you can't get your what you rightly deserve, which is justice. Can't get the justice now. Let's play his response. It says right here. Uh, let me see if I can get the volume up. Oh, wait, I misshared it. I need to share it properly so you guys can hear the audio. Audio too. Here we go. Because I got to get out of character and put this on the internet, which I don't want to do. But I try to call my son. People say, why you call? I did. He don't call back. It's been months. So my question is to Romeo. Like, if you've been in the business for long as you've been in, and you're a 30-something-year-old man, and if you've been around me, watching me hustle and do my thing, why are you not where you want to be at? Because that means you're not listening. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if Romeo does feel some sort of way about his father and he's not where the father is, that could be jealousy. Uh, he also said his, his father is broke. It says right here, he called out uh, his father for paying tribute to a man to a man his father may not have known very well but did not keep the same energy for his daughter who um previous passed away by self deletion how did the daughter die how did the daughter die did she did he did she drive by drug overdose mental illness or deletion somebody tell me i think she died by a drug overdose that's what i heard maybe i'm wrong but now the father and son got to go back and forth. Guys, what if this is you and your family is going back and forth? This could easily be you. That means you want to do your own thing. You done brought your own circle, your own circle of people. But you can't get mad at me because I really thought this was about the only reason I entertain this on social media. I thought it was about the DJ Twitch uh, post. Somebody said same thing. No, an overdose, a self-deletion or a... um. What was the uh, third one? Hey, self-deletion, overdose, or mental. Those are three different issues. That's not the same thing. An overdose is accidental. Remember, they said accidental fentanyl. That's not the same thing as a self-deletion. 
Like, she didn't intend to go out like that. I had a relative go out like that. They were on drugs. They got in an dr- argument with a drug dealer. They went to go get them a pound beforehand or whatever the hell they got. They got in an argument when they picked up the first batch. They went and smoked out. They went back after an argument and got them a second batch, and it was dead. It wasn't marijuana, though, but it she was dead after the first hit. And the other person didn't even get their hit, and they skedaddled. I lost a relative like that. That would be not a intentional deletion. That wouldn't be not. A, that's not a self deletion. That is an accidental, an accidental death. That's an overdose, or it could be a murder. So which one is it? It's not the same thing. You know, she could have felt bad. Woe is me. I'm going through mental health issues. <sighs> Smoke the pipe, and then those are three different things. Let's continue. It was years and years ago. This was like 2001. So this was like 20 years ago. Anyway, continuing. So I put up and I thought it was about my daughter's death. I thought she was grieving. Mental illness is, is real. But I want to tell all the people out there that just don't understand how bad my heart hurt. Romeo lost a sister, but I lost a daughter. And for any parent that's going through this, because I know that it brings people closer together or it tear them apart. But I come from nothing, y'all. And I could go back. I'm cool with it. I won't be angry at God. I won't be upset. I won't go get mad and, and be disrespectful to my parents and none of that stuff. I just say, Dad, thank you for putting me in this world. Now I can get out and hustle and go do my thing. But that's the problem. When you take kids and you you kind of like. Uh, He's trying to give a, a sermon out here. <laughs> he got the, the Farrakhan echo in the background. Um, more or less, what's the moral of the story is. This is this is what, how he's been disrespected after doing everything for him. And I'll touch on this last story because we're at the three hour mark. So this is already becoming a marathon. The last part of this story is going to be Amari Stoudemire. OK, uh, let's see here. Amari Stoudemire. And I still got to do super chats. Oh, it's going to be a marathon. OK, Amari Stoudemire here. And I'll just touch on this. This is a pro NBA, bas- former NBA basketball player, uh, part of the original Israelite. He's Jew, Jewish. All right, so he would have thrown that out there. He did throw that out there. Uh, He was arrested for allegedly punching his daughter. Punching his daughter. Let's get down to the bottom of it. He was arrested for domestic violation, denies assaulting his daughter. Let's give you the original story. Um, Dang, uh, I hope these aren't one of the kids, so I'm going to take the kids off. Uh, Amari Stoudemire was arrested this weekend for domestic violation. This after allegedly beating, he allegedly beat his teenage daughter. All right, the ex-NBA star was booked on Sunday morning in Miami in one count of misdemeanor battery and one count of domestic violation. He posed for this mugshot uh, on the way. Uh, but on late Sunday afternoon, he appears to have been released from custody. Okay, it says right here, according to the arrest reports uh, obtained by DM- TMZ, Stoudemire is alleged to have struck one of his teenage daughter. One is 17 and the other is 14. We're not sure which one. But this is, again, teenagers. We'll talk about that across the face at least twice. Once with a closed fist, which was described by a girl as a punch and another being a slap. Okay. Now I'd have been knocked the hell out if he punched a slap me, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, It says right here, the report states that his daughter was left bloody from the hits. This is her story and goes on to say that the alleged victim described him as continually to strike her body after the blows to her face. Okay. The reason he allegedly slapped or snapped 
the reason he allegedly snapped her cops. Amari described disciplining her after she responded with attitude to her grandma. So he went to Cape for his grandma, which is normal, right? He wanted he wants the kids to be a little more respectful, and allegedly he snapped. Uh, when she called for her at his house, which caused Amari to confront his kid and allegedly doled out a whooping. So he describes that he physically punished her, which if you're doing that at 17 and 14, it's too late. Forget the whooping. Just skip it. Send her ass to these streets. In these streets. The daughter is reported, unless it's the 14-year-old. The daughter is reported to have contacted her mother, Alexis, with photos of her alleged in injuries, which spurred the 911 call and subsequent arrest. Oh, man. Sounds like Alexis came to pick up the rest of their three kids and left with them as all, wait, left with them all as well when um, police took Amari away. Oh, no. So, guys, uh, I'm going to jump to some conclusions here. Bear with me. Amari, and then right here, Amari is breaking his silence after the arrest, saying Sunday evening he did not assault his daughter. He says, quote, as the investigation unfolds, the facts will show the allegations to be groundless as my daughter's medical condition is not the result of being assaulted by a father who is nearly seven feet tall and weighs 250 pounds. He said in part of a statement on his Instagram page, he said, quote, I could never see myself assaulting any person, especially my children. I respect, protect and love my family, particularly my children. Now, the obvious elephant in the room. The obvious elephant in the room is they're in a broken home. Okay, they're in a broken home. Guys, uh, women will attempt to make an attempt to alienate you from your kids if, in fact, there's an opening. Some of the openings will be you disciplining your kids. So this is why when you're with teenagers and you yell at them, you discipline them, and people will say, you know, people get yelled at and they act like they don't know why they get yelled at, right? Uh, yelling at many times is a response to something that the person did. So it was many times provoked. It was not in random but that's not always but it was not a random i'm just gonna yell at you most of the time it was you being losing patience with the person after reminding them i reminded you i reminded you i reminded you i lost patience this happens i try to tell people to not make it happen especially when you are split home and your kids are somewhere between the ages of 14 and 17 because then if you're in a broken home the woman can I'm not saying that it's in this uh, situation, but the women can use that as a means to extract custody from you and then call you a verbal abuser, a physical abuser, and blame anything from that point on in the child's life on you. And that's you. They're going to blame it on you, meaning whatever the kid has experienced, they're going to need trauma and therapy because you were abusive. I'm not saying he was not, but this is looks like an attempt because there was a broken home. Then the woman comes over and extracts custody from the from the child uh, from the father. Then they I guess the 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 catalyst was the mother called 911, which means they're not on par. They're not on par. They're not good co-parents. This is evidence. They're not good co-parents. Because what could have happened is what should have happened is not a 911 call. The mother should have went over to that house and got the information from the father. What happened? 
Why did she say she was struck? Why did she say you were yelling? If the mother skips directly to police authority, hospital therapy, she's alienating that child from you, period. If she skips talking to the father, y'all not ready for this. If she says to the daughters on the phone, blah, 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 daddy, da, da, da. And then the mother doesn't say, I'm on my way. Or she doesn't call the dad. What? What happened? And she goes straight to the authorities. That's an alienation move. That's all, in my opinion, nine times out of ten, it's an alienation move. That's all it is. She's using the authority to extract the custody. Now, if there is a situation where he has to prove his innocence, I would just go, I would take my hands like this and take my hands like this and wash my hands of both of them. I will let them all go. Bye. Bye-bye. That's what I would do. If they have, if he has to go to court and prove his innocence and all of that shit, and the child is 14 or 17, they said they're 14 or 17, okay? They're 14 or 17. That means they're old enough to know that they're doing something like this. And this is almost, I mean, you already went to court with the baby mama. Now you got custody. Now you're going to court for your children. That's an absolute no. I would take my damn hands. And I would say, enjoy your fucking lives. Good luck. <laughs> and I would pay the rest of my child support, whatever I need to pay for y'all buzzards. Bye-bye. Because she broke the holy trust. Bam, bam, Bigelow. She broke trust. She now knows that she can now put yourself between the authorities and you. Now, if he is guilty of this, he deserves whatever punishment. Let me go back and click. If he's guilty of this, he deserves whatever he gets because no seven-foot man should be punching any 14 or 17-year-old daughter, Not a, much less physically disciplining them, whooping them. It's over. Guys, whippings, whipping and butt whoopings and belts, they're not for adolescents. You're not going to teach them anything whipping them, all right? So if he erred in that and he said, I was just disciplining her physically, he's a dumbass for sure. But I'm going to say, once the mother has got to the daughter enough to become a wedge in between the father and the daughter, take your hands and wash. Bye-bye. Good luck. Now, this isn't popular opinion, but it's over. It's over. There's nothing you can do to recover from that. I don't want to hear no sob stories. I don't want to hear, well, the kid just wanted to be loved. No, this is a manipulative tactic. Many times the mother brought that on. The mother brought that on and said, well, if anything happens, take a picture. Dunzo. There ain't nothing you can do, brothers. There ain't nothing you can do to save this shit. I ain't no therapist ain't going to save this shit. All right. Nothing. Nothing. It's gone. Now, if your daughter wants to come back around like Tina Turner came back into her preacher father after she ran off with Ike and she was out there doing the devil's music and then she come into your church sermon and you preaching hell, fire, brimstone and your daughter comes back crying and getting on her knees, daddy, I'm sorry, then you can talk about it. Then you can talk about it. Then you can look at her and say, I done told you with the power and the words of the Lord and the spirit of Elijah, you the Jezebel, and you can tell her what it is. But stick a fork in that shit. Wait for that time to come back around. You just wait for that time to come back around. But do not 
try to defend yourself on this. It's an L. And it was set up. It was if we're going on the setup, but it was set up by those two. They're in, they're in cahoots, and this is over for you. There's nothing you can do, guys. So just go ahead and just, you know what I mean? Your daughter's gonna be there. Hopefully, she's gonna be there for a long time. Uh, at some particular point, she'll wicked realize the wicked ways of the mother. And maybe by the time she's 26, 30, 34, she might be able to come back into your life, whatever. Okay, hey, baby, how you doing, man? I loved you all the time. Send her Christmas gifts every year. Send her a Christmas card. Send her a Christmas gift. Send her a birthday gift. Send her a birthday card. Put $100 in it. <laughs> Put $100 in it. Here you go, baby. Daddy love you. But she coming back, brothers. She's coming back. She's going to need you. Do not, do not cut off contact with her. If she wants to reach out with you, hey, baby, how you doing? Yeah, you way over here. How you doing? Everything good? You good? Okay, baby, I love you. But that shit, you're you're donezo. So anyway, I got to get on these, these super chats. Get on with these super chats, man. Somebody says she gone until she repents. She gone till she come back and repent to the holy name of CGA. She gone. <laughs> but until then, I ain't in it. My name Bennett, I ain't in it. You ain't dragging my ass up and down. I, ain't, I already dealt with the mother in court and doing the divorce. You ain't going to have the kid dragging me. That shit is not going to happen. Kid ain't going to never have the power to see me under the authority of a government. They ain't going to see me out here arrested and shit like that. Now, if your kid acts up like that and you're in a split custody situation, tell them to go on to take their bag, take go to your mother's house. Now, if they start threatening harm to you or themselves, take them to the hospital. Call the ambulance. Call the ambulance. Take them right to the hospital. Do not take them to the mother. I'm going to give you one piece of advice again. If your kid starts acting up in their adolescence and they, they're threatening to harm you or themselves, call the Amalams. Or if they're willing to, take them right to the hospital. Do not take them to that baby mama terrorist. Do not take them to the mother's house. Because now they got, oh, oh, we got over on that ninja. And that was their own story. You want that shit documented. Do not call the police. Call the Amalams and say, this person's a danger to a danger or a menace to themselves or to other people. Something wrong with them. Take them to the MLM. Take them to the hospital. Emergency room. Let them have a damn emergency room consultation. Let the mental health therapist come in. Document all that shit. Just letting y'all know. If you call the police or you take them right to the mother's house, it's going to be a fat L for you. You're done. And that prime example, they call the police. It's a wrap. They let the police handle it. Done. All right. Anyway, document, document, document. Let the state handle them. Same thing with divorces. Let the, let the parents pay for your wife or ex-wife. Let the state handle these people. Push them up to the state. Anyway, let me get all these super chats, man. All right. Shout out to Minister Jap. Henry Resilient. Shout out to you, Dwayne Rhodes. Look up what Joan Rivers said about Barack and Michelle. I can't play that here. That's quite controversial. But uh, she did get deleted for saying such. All right, Nate Bit says, Coach, can you upload your reels to Fakebook? Yes, I'll start doing that. I definitely will start doing that. Thank you, man. Humble Lee says, thank you for what you do, Coach. Your philosophy is undefeated. Just a recovering hope strategist taking my after pills. Shout out to the Coach Gang. Thank you, sir. All right, uh, Irv A says, I have an XX at my job that said she had three dinner dates on Friday night. 
I said, what that mean? You said, wait a minute, hold up. What that mean? The dark side is real. Indeed. Das Token says, Wrench, I got it to you. Did I get it to you? Brown 310. What the F? Where the F is that asteroid? Where the F is it? Justified misogyny. Misogyny says, where would you be an expat? I'm on the dark side. There's options here. And I got a secret option that I will not tell everybody. But there's options there. You got the Philippines, Thailand, obviously. Then you have many places in South America. And I got a secret place that only members of the locals community know about. I won't reveal it. And do not put it in here, guys. Do not put it in there. This is my secret spot. Pause. All right. Acido Rusco is in the building. Opine on this, coach. I started to detangle joint ACC with my missus. It's only the car and health insurance on my deposit. Should I call the ACC before filing? Shout out to the coach game. Um, I start to detangle joint. Uh, what is this, custody? It's only the car or is this financial support? Hmm. I'm not sure what the what, what, what was going on there, to be honest with you. The war more says, again, women don't manage money. They create and pay bills, period. They don't. And when we say they don't, we're saying the majority don't. If I if I gave if I if I gave a young woman like right. Oh, account. That's what that is. Oh, I'm starting to detangle joint bank account. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. That's smart. Yes. Detangle all of it. But just so you know, thank you for clearing that up. Just so you know, it doesn't matter if you detangle the account. It's still marital assets if you're married. Whatever the date of separation is, the date of separation. Now, the reason why I would detangle the joint account is because she can't tap into it before the divorce is over, which many women do, and they don't get held accountable for it. So she might say, okay, we have a joint account. It has $200,000 in it. She'll go in and withdraw $100,000 and don't need your consent. That's before you detangle the account. But if you detangle the account and move the money over here, you're still going to split it, but she just can't run off with it, right? Oh, wait a minute. That should be that one. She just can't run off with it. And then you'll be trying to prove why it was yours and all of that shit. So, yes, detangle fully, then file if you consider filing. But um, don't leave it up to chance. Okay, thank you for that. All right, Lawar Morris says, again, women don't manage money. They create bills. Yes, I don't care. I can escalate a woman. I can say, you're with me. I'll give you $3,000 a month. She'll be at her threshold in two weeks. Then I'll say, okay, bump it up to $4,000 as a reward. She'll be at her threshold in a week. Okay, here's $5,000. She'll create more bills, and most of us will do that as well. But knowing that giving her cash on hand is going to be a mistake, okay? They don't manage money really well. Shout out to Swagitude in the building. He says, did you see? He says, LOL, didn't see Chloe's esthetician on this list. Shout out to the dark side. JC says, by 25, I fought two wars, opened and managed two casino restaurants, and traveled the world twice. 26 is not young. He says, you're a fully grown adult. Put the barbecue in. It's barbecue in there. Guys, 25, 26, dude, you can, man almighty. All right. I want CGA 10 toes up. Pause. Mm. So we're now giving Master P credit for doing what he was supposed to do, which is being a great father and give his kids opportunities. What the F? He says, um... This is true, too, but we're also saying uh, he went overboard. But, yeah, but I guess you might say that. He also says, also, self-deleting kids or kids who end up on drugs is a byproduct of their upbringing. Putting kids in a mansion with money 
doesn't make you a good parent. All right. So those are all good points, too. And it's actually a slight disagreement, but I won't tackle it too much. But I say, what do you say? Putting kids in a, manage with, a mansion with money doesn't make you a good parent. Well, we didn't call him a good parent. We said he went above and beyond the call of duty. He went above and beyond. All right. Most of what he did, he would not have done. Most of us could not have done. Eli says, extremely busy today, but I have to stop by to show my support and hit the like to save my fellow coach gang from the belly deli. Shout out to you. Yeah, I was going to hit y'all with the belly deli, but we actually <laughs> managed to dodge it. Class E beats. Last week, 23-year-old who had a boyfriend told me that it doesn't count as cheating if a Jimmy had his use. Listen to Coach Men. The dark side is real. All right, let's get over to the other contributions, man. <laughs> this ethical non-monogamy and separation between a woman can completely um what do i call it emotionally disconnect during sex men automatically do this but now the modern woman can kind of emotionally disconnect if it's transactional meaning she can let now listen married women do this all the time so i don't want to hear well not if she loves you and you're married no Women can have you pumping on them. And I'll give you an example because I'll give you an example because just to make sure you're aware of this, um, virgins cover your ears. Virgins cover your ears. Check this out. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been piping her down viciously? <laughs> okay. You've been piping her down and she was giving you the ooh, Ah, ooh, ah, right? You know, she's been giving you all the oochie, the ouchie, the oohs, and the ahs, and the breathing heavenly, and the whispering in your ear. She's like this. She's hitting you with all that. Now, something might happen that's quite funny, or she might snap out of that sensation, or you might just been giving her a little bit longer than a five-second stroke. Something will happen, and you'll start laughing. You'll start laughing and you'll be like, <laughs> and she'll laugh and you'll laugh. <laughs> she privileged. She previously was. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh. She probably was giving you that. Oochie, ouchie. She was giving you that. Oh, get him, daddy. Oh, it's yours. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's screaming. And then she giggling. She snapped out of it. She could have been faking previously. She could have snapped out of it. She could have mostly disconnect. She could have disengaged the sensation. You went right back out to now we're laughing. Now you're both laughing. But you're thinking I'm putting it on her. I'm putting it on her. You're not really putting it on her. She might feel good. It might be you might be just got that one where you're piping, but she's. She's contributing to the response. If she's over 30. If she's over 30, most of the time she's faking it. All right, she faking it. But this is part of the process of emotionally connecting and disconnecting. Many women can start the entire scene off emotionally disconnected. Meaning she ain't giving you nothing. She's giving you no response. Just a bare minimum. She could be snickering at you, sniggling. She could be laughing, fully talking to you. She could be giggling. She could just be sitting there letting you finish. She could be sitting there let just 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 finish. 
but you thought you was doing something. Now, the next time that happens with her, you're going to remember that shit. And you can be like, damn, you totally weren't disengaged because they can emotionally disconnect while you're in, while you're with her intimately. It's a thing that they can do just like you can do it. You do men do it all the time. With that being said, you guys got to watch out how women will engage. They won't count that as a sexual partner. They won't count that. Well, I just needed to pay the bill. She's like, look, you know, just go ahead and get yours. She'll be like, she'll be laying like this, like this with her hand on the bed, like this, holding her head up. And you just a pump in it. And she just uh, turned the switch off. All you see is her head just doing this. You just, and she just like, let me know when you're done. <laughs> she just laying on the bed like this. <laughs> yeah, when you fit, and guys, this could be a girl, a girl you're dating. This could be your wife. This could be all of them. All of them do it. And she thinking about folding laundry. She thinking about going to pay up for bill. She thinking about where we going to eat afterwards. She just the, just the, <laughs> y'all don't know this but they can do this and many times if they're doing this they cannot count that as a partner they cannot count that as an interaction i had just had to do what i had to do your wives will do that to you lots wives will do that to you lots if you ever get married your wife will do that to you so many times you won't be able to count <laughs> you won't be able to count. Somebody says, can't relate, coach. Trust me. When you get married, your wife will do that to you lots. Any married man that disagree with me, let me know. Married man who think I'm on point, let me know. He said, not my girl. I don't care how big. I don't care how small. I don't care how long your stroke is. I don't care how good. Many times, if they're mostly engaged, they could be acting Hey, ladies, uh, ladies, ladies, are there ladies in the building? I know you're still here, ladies, ladies. Tell these dudes I'm not making this shit up, <laughs> right? Tell these dudes, where are the ladies at? Tell these dudes that y'all be acting sometime. Let them know. Y'all won't, they, they won't speak up because they be in the clouds. They be in the background watching. Where are the ladies at? They hiding. Come on, ladies. Yeah. Okay. They 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 don't want to speak up. <laughs> Nikia, she's not married. So Nikia's a virgin. So I don't not listen. Don't listen to Nikia. Don't listen to Nikia. She a virgin. Okay, she said yes. So she said yes. They can mostly disconnect during sex. And they sometimes they are acting. Oh, Nikia says a hundred. You guys don't know this. They're acting. Many times they acting. Some of them are not acting. Some are, especially to me, when they're over 30, 32. If they're over 32, they're acting. They're acting. I don't know what to tell you. People don't want to hear that shit. And if they marry more than six years, she's acting. I'm going to, oh, boy, we're getting too, we're getting too deep. We're getting too deep, period. But the another indicator, another indicator is if she gets a tool, any tool to assist you 
And you should not have a fragile ego about this. Do not get a fragile ego ego about it. Fine with me. I need a I need a tool too, and that's my imagination. So if I'm with a person for a long period of time, I got to imagine another woman. So it's fine. But if she gets a tool to assist you, just chalk it up. Whatever you were doing prior to that, she was acting. I'm letting you guys know. She might have felt it for about the good two minutes. But after that, she's going to start taking her fingers, getting the bullet, rabbit ears. She's going to get some sort of thing. Can you do this and touch that? This is why the older they get, this is what's happening here. This is stuff that you don't want to know. Many times they will not count that. <laughs> Jay Flo says Pops was a 70s deadbeat, but I showed him respect. Okay, he was the old school deadbeat. Old school deadbeat. Shout out to Danny, Danny D. He says for the barbecue fun. Okay, we almost done. It's this is a marathon now. of a show. But I got time on my hands. Shout out to Eric says, you heard about Amari Stoudemire and his daughter. I did. Yeah, so I definitely reported on that. I find it suspicious. Although I don't see him parenting to 14 and 17 and then punching his daughter. But anything's possible. I see it as something else. Okay. No government name CGA. You're speaking facts about these straggle daggles. I had a consultation with my attorney about prenup. And he told me not to get married. <laughs> He says, I told my girlfriend the same, and she's mad. She was mad, but got over it. Don't save the day, gentlemen. Yo. Wow. Shout out to uh, Travis. says, uh, my encounter with a XX on the dark side have outlasted all my normie relationships. I watched normie girls fall in love with me and fall out of love within months, but I had my JUCO regulars for years, and they're always happy to see me. I, when I explain that, the virgins are going to get mad. I had a girl, I have a girl that been with me for four years and I see her very sparingly four times a month, five. And it ain't like she getting broke off. She happy to be there and I don't bother her when she's not with me. She's still, she's still around. Now I guarantee you, if I got into a long-term relationship over a four year period, I would have had five long-term relationships, if not 10, <laughs> right? They wouldn't have lasted no four years in the modern day marketplace. You got to treat these people like they're their own entity. Gentlemen, you do not own them. Those days are gone. You don't own them. You're just kind of leasing them, renting them. I don't care. No, I don't pay them. You're still leasing them and renting them. You're just leasing and renting the time. You're leasing and renting your energy. You're, le you're, you're leasing and renting her body. You're just biting off time. And then it's going to. <laughs> I treat them like, you know, the best secret I'm going to tell you guys. It's let them do whatever the hell they want to do, but don't give them all of your commitment. Just tell them. You don't ask me what I what you're doing. I don't ask you what you're doing. They'll stick around. Some of them might not have another partner. Who cares? I don't care if you're doing whatever you do. I'm doing me though. Let them let them fly. What's that song? Fly, fly, baby, fly, fly. Man, the old days of just having your own personal woman and you got in your own personal man, it's a rarity. It works, but it works for a small chunk of time. All right, Macaroni Tony, these 30s, 
He says these 30s, the new 20s, 40s of the new 30s face ninjas or face ash ninjas just trying to make themselves feel good. Indeed, Lord Leisure, New York pastor, Bishop Lamar Whitehead was arrested by FBI agents on Monday. That's the day charged with fraud, extortion, lying to the FBI. He was famously known for flexing jewelry and Rolls Royces and fancy cars. Buzzer, where's the God-fearing son husband Gups at now? You guys are sticking around for a four-hour stream. Bless you guys. Bless you people. Bless the coach gang, man. Shout out to the first-timers, long-timers too. Man. Okay, where's the lead attorney when we need him on the prenup conversation? Lord have mercy. So I got, how many do I got here? I got about a couple more super chats. All right, I do, man. Thank you, brother. Say, Classy Beats last week. I got you, brother. Sir Cheese says, Romeo Miller going to end up like Marvin Gaye. Oh, man, I hope not. Damn. Don't let the father shoot him. Champagne daddy saw you on a saint in the center. The The haters were coming after you that day. Still won't learn till they end up in divorce court. Yeah, man, shout out to the Saint of Center. All right, um, you know, when I talk about some of the things that happen on this podcast, there's no disrespect to that brother. I got great respect. He's my, he's my city neighbor, if you will. Uh, but but uh, many people over there probably have never been in a cohabitating relationship, let alone a marriage. So they're operating from a different, you know, those those subjects aren't broached over there, meaning they're not brought into the equation. And then they're operating uh, on a on a separate strategy so they can't connect with what i'm talking about in their world that idea of having their own personal woman is a fantasy right and they're somehow going to make it happen but it just doesn't it's just not possible with what we know anyway it would be great to have me hafiz and saint in the center on the grain show that um a uh value taming get saint in the center me and hafiz on the same show and see where we can come to that would be fantastic uh, Mr. Z Young says currently being on supervised visitation since March of 2022. X called CPS on me and made false allegations. Spent four thousand dollars already fighting attorney. Has been no help in juvenile division court. Dude, listen, listen. Do not get involved. I don't know how old the daughter is, but my advice: leave that shit alone. Let her have the let her have the kids, pay the child support if they manage to get a hold of your ass, which I will make them work to get a hold of me. Okay, I, they ain't gonna just walk up to my door. But leave that shit alone. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that shit alone. Do not go into court with that shit. You know what I mean? Let them have the kids. Let them have them. They want to ruin them. Let them have them. All right, I'm not gonna do an evening show now. Jesus. All right, man. I'll do a short one. Ad. Uh, says, I'm definitely, I definitely know a girl who doesn't even have a trash can in her apartment and she's 24 bipolar and dating. Mm. This is the world we live in. Guys, go over the, man, this is the world we live in. I could go on and on, man. Let me get, I got four more. Thanks for sticking around. Winnie Wall says, coach, you sat up there and gave us an excellent show. Parents and children weren't meant to be friends. Yeah, forget all that stuff. Oh, and by the way, most of the time they will say, again, this is what Romeo Miller said about Master P, is the emotional bond between a parent is stronger for women to child than it is for men to child. 
it is almost going to be used against you if you fail in that, even if you succeed in the other things as a parent. You did what you were supposed to do. But when you do that and there's friction or a fractured parentage, parentage, they're going to say that you didn't do the emotional fulfillment for the child, which is your weakest point, which to me is indicative of a person just trying to fail, file a complaint. If they use that component, but you were successful in all other areas, they're basically saying you're it's a catch 22. You're in a catch 22 because you're because you're damned if you do damned if you don't, by the way. So I'm supposed to, what if I was great emotionally, but I failed financially? Hold on for a second. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's Okay, phone. so I was good. We we had love. We had love. I, as a father, I showed you love. But we were broke. You didn't have the opportunities. You didn't do, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. I didn't give you Christmas gifts. You, what were they going to say then? You a broke-ass father. You a deadbeat. Yeah, but I love my kid, though. How was that working out? How was that going to work out? They're going to be like, well, you still was a deadbeat. You didn't, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. See, they got you in a quagmire and realize this. This quagmire they got you in as a father is all been the seeds have been planted for 40 years. This is not something new. They've been planting these seeds and rebuttals and traps for fathers and men, primarily in family court juvenile court, domestic violation court um, with with uh, with um, what do you call them? Court orders. And and um, I can't even think of the other one, the name of it. they've been planning this shit for a long time. You can't wriggle out of it. There's no there's no wriggling out of it. The only way you fight back is to invest time and money. Or wash your hands. You choose. You choose, not deadlines. What is it called? Restraining orders. Restraining orders. This shit, they got you pinned in. They're not, they're, they got you pinned in, brothers. I, I hate to tell you, because you go like, okay, what do I do now? You're pinned in. You handle your business with your kids, but you have to travel for work. They're going to blame you. Well, he was never here. You always there, but you've been missing out on Christmases and birthdays. Deadbeat. <laughs> they got you pinned in with the with the CPS. They got you pinned in with the therapist. They got you pinned in with the emotional shit. They got you pinned in with the family court. They got you. They got you pinned in. If they want to pull the plug, they got you pinned in. They got you pinned in. I'm sorry. There ain't no strategies around this shit. You just got to make tough choices. You see the bullshit. Wash your hands. Or. You take $40,000 and you fight. You take 40K and you fight the bullshit. You'd be like, okay, I'll fight it. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to fight for my name. You take 40K and you get ready to hire an attorney who ain't going to do shit for you. He ain't going to do nothing. More than likely, he ain't got nothing to fight. He part of the system. He'll be there, though, to collect your 40K. You'll throw 40K away from shit that you can invest in your children before the baby mama terrors interfered. There's no in-between. Okay, I'll show up emotionally now. I'll stop traveling. I'll stop the momentum. I'll give up my career. I'll just be there for my children. I'll be there and show my children that I love them. And I'll coddle them. And I'll stop parenting them. And I'm, 
Okay, now you show up and do that. Now you're there, but you gave up your future earnings. You gave up what you could do for your kids in the future. You gave up your blue chip mindset to just go there. Okay, you want me emotionally? I love you. I'm going to just sit here. I'm going to sit here next to you in this bed. I'm not going to make you go to school. I'm not going to hold you accountable. I'm not going to parent you. I'm going to just helicopter you. Now what? Now what? You fucked. Dude, dude, dude you're, you're screwed because that, that doesn't help. That doesn't help the scenario. If you just show up emotionally, that doesn't help the scenario. All you're going to do is go to counseling and therapy with your kid for about 10 to 12 years. 10 to 12 years. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, that shit ain't going to end. You're going to be doing that. She's going to be 22. She's going to be 40. Like, uh, the, what was it? Amadi Saramire's daughter. Uh, like Master P's daughter. She'll put a crack pipe to her mouth and accidentally delete herself. And then you did all of that for what? For what? Anyway, I'm not being cynical here. I'm just letting you know, this is all a situation that has been crafted and created. And this has been, these, these, this tree has vines. This tree has roots and they're firmly planted. They're firmly planted and there ain't nothing you're going to do to overcome that shit. You got to make a tough choice. Okay, am I going to continue to bullshit, pay for it, or am I going to cut ties and just be like, hey, y'all see me when y'all see me? Make your choice, but there's no in-between. There's no in-between. Damn, this is a long stream. This is a marathon. We're almost at the end. Winnie Wall, I got up there, and he said I set up in there and did all that. It's barbecue crypto keeper. Sorry, man. Sorry, like the king of space. Hey, coach, I've been pushing on the prenup topic with you and lead. He says, hopefully we can get that going in 2023. Yes. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Crypto keeper coach. Would, uh, what would you wait? Would you, what would you make of a three Oh four handling or handing out business cards while out? Wait, wait, handing out business cards while out as a way of flirting while I'm passing, while in passing. Okay, so she's handing out business cards. You think she's flirting. And she was a regular playing Jane, 34-year-old. I would be out of there. Guys, these people aren't dumb. And they could just be like, I'm not flirting. Man, forget it. Hey, man, per just lease. Just lease, man. Just lease. I got money. Stop getting your feelings that much attached. Unless the woman overly, guys, the woman should love you way more than you love her, period. All right. Shout out to Jay Russell says, I was dating a girl who sued her job and got $47,000 four months later. It was all gone. Not a surprise. They're not good. That's not their strong suit. This is why they're in the position they're in. This is why I wouldn't let one live with me and have her own money. No, because she's eventually going to lean on my money. He said, this is a gift. No government name. He said, that's only $170 per day, $22 per hour of an eight-hour day. Sounds like a deal. Sounds like a deal. I only lease. I'm not into keeping women. Not anymore. Not, not today's modern women, no. All right, no government name. I was talking about the chick with monthly expenses of 53 that $100 a month. So he broke it down. How much was it per day? He broke it down per day. We're almost done. Jeez. We're almost done. He said it's uh, $22 an hour on an eight-hour day. Boy, that ain't a bad job. 
That ain't a bad job, $176 per day. Desmond says, Coach, do you consider P for plea? P for P, P for P count towards my body count. Is that a woman? Do you think P it does? It does. It should count for your body count. And um, obviously, I tell guys to not consider P for P, but I do consider paying for a woman's time after the fact or paying her to leave me and severing the relationship. But yes, it does count. Absolutely. Even if you emotionally detach, it does count. And you're going to be traumatized because you're not built for this type of thing. Um, not only that, you're going to hate men. You're going to hate men. You're going to hate men. Somebody says, I pay for a six-hour stream. All right, we are approaching the four-hour mark. Uh, by the way, uh, yes, you're going to hate men. And once you hate men, you're never going to be able to bond or pair bond with a, a man like that because you've used that part of your body to, 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 to earn money. Uh, but um, this is typically, you could also say divorcees are the same thing as well. So if a woman has married a guy and was able to get a financial windfall, she's going to have a hard time getting with another guy in a legitimate love relationship. It's probably going to be based on usury. So, yes, all actions count, even for a male. There is some damage that is done. It's not a, it's not a thing that is going to be great for all men because here's the problem. Here's the problem with men doing something like a P for P or doing things where you have a junior college roster. Here's the problem. Probably more than likely the women you're interacting with are going to be way better than any woman that you would get in a relationship with. Thus, there's two things. There's a good and a bad to that. It's a good thing to that because you will find out women are highly overrated, even on attractiveness. At some point, you'll get bored with her. So if I have and I can reach out to eight to 10 women who are very highly attractive, they're going to be boring. You're going to get bored of them. And then you're going to realize the chase to secure highly attractive women only has a genetic advantage. It doesn't have a genetic. It doesn't have an advantage of you having great enthusiasm and intimacy in the bed. The only advantage is you get to pass your genetics with her if you had her outside of the context of a P for P. But even men that have highly attractive women, they're doing P for P, even if they marry them. With that, with that being said, that's the positive of having highly attractive women early on in your life because you're going to realize it's something that really doesn't matter. It matters only in the moment. And then after that, it was pretty much probably worse than you thought it was. It wasn't as good as you thought. That's going to save you. That's going to save you speaking as a man, by the way. Yes, it does count as your body count. Right? But it's going to save you from chasing highly attractive women as a means to get love out of them. It's going to save your life. As a matter of fact, in the book, 52 Things, I told you to do that. So people think this is new. I told you. If you have a fantasy to get the most highly attractive woman out there, go get it. It's easily attainable. It will cost you a couple of dollars. Then you're going to find out it was just bad. <laughs> it was just eh. Now you might get addicted to it, but it was just eh. Now the next thing that's going to happen is obviously you take that off the better. That's the good. The bad part of it is. If you have a palate for highly attractive women and you were able to get them and procure them, you're going to eliminate 98% of all women going forward, and that's going to be tragic for you.
This is what people don't realize. It's going to be tragic for you because then not a lot of women will qualify for you. And thus a small percentage of women will qualify for you. But that woman has 90% of men aiming towards them. And you're going to have to be a very good person to keep that person. Another bit of information, guys, I know you think you deserve models and good looking women, but let me tell you, good looking women have high maintenance costs. They're like Ferraris. They're like Lamborghinis. They're like Rolls Royce Cullinans. They're like all of this shit. You think you deserve one. You can get one tomorrow. I can get one right off the damn lot, right in the junior college. Boom, plunker right here. However, you can't afford her. And I can guarantee you can't afford her. The maintenance costs alone will eat your ass up. And you know what? When you're in your 20s, just taking her to places where 20-year-olds go, you won't be able to take it. You won't be able to take it. Taking a highly attractive woman off, all eyes are on her. Are you ready for that? I just watched the Dateline story where that ended bad. He was dating a highly attractive woman. He would take her out. She would flirt, dance, throw her hair back, toss her hair, do all that shit. She hand out her business cards to do. She'll let dudes fill up on all on all that shit. And then he tried to rein her in and take her home. And she said, no, in Miami. Nope. She said, I'm not going home with you. So she wanted to go shake her ass in the club. He got in an argument with her. They threw his ass out the club. Her man, her boyfriend, her husband threw his ass out. She stayed up in there with them dudes. Now, she eventually came out of that club and tried to go find her husband. And guess what he did? He couldn't handle that all eyes were on her. He couldn't handle that other men desired her. Guys, if you have a highly attractive woman with you, dudes will cock block you right in front of your girl. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to handle that? Do you have the self-esteem to be like, hey, she part of the community. Go ahead and have her. You know what I mean? She, she just a part. Are you going to fight the dude? Are you going to get stabbed? Are you going to get shot? Are you going to try to delete her, grab her, manhandle her? Are you ready for that? Gentlemen, you are not. Most of you guys cannot handle that. You can't handle going out with the highly attractive woman. Now, me, I can handle it because she ain't mine. She's not mine. She's some, she's, she belongs to all of us. And she belongs to all of us. Probably we can have her if you need it. <laughs> all right. That's how I go out with highly attractive women. So I go out with her. Y'all can stare. Y'all can come up. You can try to cock block me. I'll be sitting over there smoking a cigar like this. He said, same team, same team. I'll be smoking a cigar. I was like, brother, you can have her tomorrow if you want it. Because she ain't going to be with me. <laughs> brother, she going to be with somebody else. She got an open day. Ask her. But tonight. <laughs> tonight, I got her, bro. Tonight, I got this. Y'all got to be willing to do that. But y'all be wanting to fight the girl, fight the dude. You lose your life. You lose your life trying to maintain a highly attractive woman. Stop. It's too easy for her to monkey branch on you. It's too easy. I don't saying have fear. I'm not saying have fear. But what you are doing is you're going to lose your life over what? You know what I mean? Look. But what I also tell women, if I'm out with them like that, 
I'm like, don't you you can't get numbers in front of me. You know what I mean? Like you you can't do that. And most none of them ever tried to either. None of them ever tried to. None of them tried to be like, okay, went to the bathroom. Now listen, I've I've seen girlfriends go to the bathroom and exchange numbers with dudes. So nothing I'm saying that these women could do, you're like, well, they'll do that on you. Dude, I've I've had a girlfriend do that to me where I was sitting with my boys in San Jose. We're at a table. This dude's out on a date with this girl. She eyeballing me. She gets up and goes to the bathroom. You know what I do? I go to the bathroom. I come out of the bathroom. She comes out. Boom. She was like, let me give you my number real quick. Dude. And it was her. They were on a date. So look, let me tell you something. People, the fears you have about this high level of thing or doing something where you lease, the fears you have, your wife will do. Your girlfriend will do. Don't have these fears. You guys got to let go. You guys got to let go of this ownership of women. You don't own them in 2022. They're their own person. With that being said, let them do what they want when they're on their own time. If they want to be a part of your program, you can either do one or two things. Realize you have a disadvantage and then level up risk monkey branching. It's going to happen. Number two, you set parameters and establish rules for a temporary relationship and ride that shit out. Have fun. When you get ego chin check, when somebody come knock your broad, when somebody comes in there and she swings into another branch, you be like, baby, we had a good time. And then you tell the dude over there what her faults are, how she works, how good of a woman she is, what she does, how you need to, how, what she needs to do, the mistakes you made. Huh? You'd be able to go, hey, you know what? Hey, listen, man, you got me. Yo, my, my chick chose you. It is what it is. I got more over here. I got more access to that. I got a little watering hole over here. I can go and give me another one. But with that being said, she is a good woman. She's about her business with me. Looks like we ran out and my chick chose you. Yeah, it is what it is, pimping. But uh, listen, she does well here. And what you need to keep her in check is that maintenance fee is going to be high. Can you afford this? Can you afford this? I give you the whole facts. I give you the maintenance fees. I tell you when I change the tires. I tell you when I got the last damn auto detail. I tell you where she got a little shimmy in her damn engine. I tell you when she coughing up a little bit of oil. I tell you when she spilling oil in the streets. I tell you when she hide money. I tell you what it is. It's just my turn. And I got another one's over around the corner. He said, you got the <laughs> But it is what it is. I give you what it is. You know what I mean? She ain't mine. It's my turn, and my turn is up, I see. You know, you pat her on the booty. I appreciate that. Wish you could have gave me a little bit of warning, but uh, looks like this is going to be the end of it. <laughs> All right, look. Yo, I'm sick of playing around here today, man. This is a four-hour stream. This is reprehensible. I can't do this, man. <laughs> I can't do this. Okay. Yeah, man, I have good times with these people, man, but I don't get... The way the where I operate is I can get another one just like her brothers. I can get another one just like her, if not better. So enjoy the time. Uh, Jay Russell says the finer your woman is, the more money you better make facts. But guys will still act like they getting these girls for free. You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. You got her for free, but the maintenance is not free. As a matter of fact, if you get a girl for free and she's freeable, and you never had to plunk no, no maintenance fees on her, dude, you about to lose that chick. You about to lose that chick. You ain't keeping her. 
And as most of these guys will tell you, they got a constant rotation of 304s that can they can never hold on to. Facts. The reason why you can never hold on to them is because you can't afford them. Mm. Period. And you got to act like you chose to have her not a part of your life when she chose not to be a part of your life. Period. Let's be honest about what's going on here. You can't afford these women. <laughs> you can't afford them. All right. And if you don't want to play the game where you got to afford maintenance, don't play, gentlemen. But you got to maintain women. Especially, let me just say this. I can't stop talking today. Let's say I got a good looking woman. Let me just put in perspective what these goofballs are trying to argue me. Okay. I got a good looking woman, right? But I wanted to look good for me when we go out. I don't want to look, I don't, I don't want her to look bad. Because that's going to look bad on me, right? No, you're supposed to have makeup and hair. Your hair's supposed to be done. You need to have heels. You need to have. So if I'm with her, but I got an expectation that she looks a certain way when we go out, but I don't pay for it. Okay, who's paying for it? Who's paying for it? Please answer that question. She's supposed to look fresh to death, chop. Who paying for that? Okay, if the woman's paying for that, she's not yours. Somebody else paying for that. Or you got a rich woman, which that's an illusion for men. You're not going to be gigolos. But she got to keep that upkeep. Who paying for it? That's going to be you. <laughs> okay. And that's And you. if you don't pay for it, she's going to find somebody else that's going to pay for it. And you sharing the chick. So where's the pippin now? You sharing the chick. Let's put everything in perspective, man. All right, anyway. Because that woman do not got to pay. Trust me. She don't got to pay to look good for you for a long period of time. You're going to lose that chick. Anyway, a lot of dudes be out here front and front and. But anyway, shout out to the coach gang. I got to get out of here. This is reprehensible behavior by me. Uh... And do, should I give y'all something? We'll give you something. We out of here. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.